You're listening to the Pittsburgh Pile Driver. Podcast. Oh, it's going to be one of those nights. It's already starting out to be one of those nights because this is the 18th time we've had to start this fucking recording because stupid Alec Ransom can't get his shit together. You know why? Because his shit's been drinking car bombs all night long. Me, I've had some car bombs. I've had some Guinness cake. It's an Irish kind of night. No, it's not an Irish kind of night in the WWE because it's a Samoan kind of night. Because once again, motherfucking Roman Reigns shows back up in WWE. Wham! Inserted into the title match. Kaboom! New champion. Why not? Why not give the Fiend the belt for one stupid week and then shove it right back into Roman Reigns' anus? So the, all we can do is listen to stupid Michael Cole, big dog, new champion, Vince Boner. I'm Alec Ransom. I've had enough of wrestling and technology. It's ruined my life. We're here with the podcast of the Pile Driving Pittsburghs. Poot the Bard is here. Beast of Legend, he's out for who the hell knows. Another half an hour, another 45 minutes, because he's got some fiddle fucking to do. He's sitting at home, using his sausage fingers, playing with bottle caps, dropping pens on the floor, opening bags of chips, sipping on his... Talking about wrestling, and if you don't agree with what I have to say about wrestling, you can go fuck yourself, because I'm Beef Legend, and I do everything about wrestling, and I pick the winners. Even if the, there's some fucking shenanigans, I'm still going to count it as a win for myself, because, you know, gotcha. <laughs> if I'm not the champion, well, what the fuck does it matter? We should just shut this podcast down. Die. You stay away. You stay home. We don't need you on the podcast, because we've got... This is the 18th time tonight I've said this stupid sentence. I'm going to vomit because we've got the voice of the video game world. We've got the casual gaming dad himself, the Metroid master, the Zelda xylophonist, Tiger Bomb Tom. He's on the podcast with us, and all we're going to do is jack off about how Roman Reigns is the new WW whatever champion. Nope, we're not going to do that. Vince McMahon's going to do that because why the hell not? Why give it to The Fiend? Let's put The Fiend... In a mid-card match with fucking Ricochet, and they can dress up their fingers like spooky ghosts and touch each other's bum holes with them. You know, that'll be the next stupid fiend match, the Firefly Finger Fuck match. <laughs> the Firefly Finger I'm the fiend, and I have my face drawn on my spooky finger. Oh, I'm Ricochet, you can take your spooky finger and you can shove it with a sunshine, baby! Oh, wait, did uh, freaking Velveteen Dream show up in here? Nope. He's too busy uh, freaking trying to get uh, dick pics sent to 15-year-olds. So welcome to the WWE, where all the guys like to show their cocks, and none of the championships make sense. <laughs> and none of the points matter. No, oh. they sure as hell don't, because the wow. only thing that matters is Roman Reigns is back, and he's the goddamn champion. Can we please? Can we please? Do we have to? Uh, unfortunately, I, I so. am willing, and I'm only going to say this little bit. I am willing to see where this goes with Paul Heyman as his mouthpiece and Roman Reigns being a fucking heel. I'm willing Tell you to where it's going to go. The only place it can go is up because you can't get any lower. Roman Reigns already shows up and is immensely booed. 
This is their Hail Mary with him. Let's put the belt on him. Let's put Paul Heyman with him. Let's make him edgy and, you know, mean old Romy. Let's do that. Let's see what happens. Well, I will There's say There's nothing this. else they can do. I'm going to poop my pants. I'm so upset. <laughs> I, I will say this. I, I'm willing to I'm, – I'm really curious to see <clears throat> the reaction that he gets come SmackDown because I haven't been watching, and it would fucking figure – that I stopped watching because the Fiend lost the title to Goldberg, and then when I start, and then I'm where I'm like, okay, like you know, I might start having a little bit of time now that the kids are doing online school, like for the rest of this month. So Tuesdays and Thursdays during the day, I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck here at home. I can't go run errands. I have to do stuff around here. I actually have time to catch up on a little bit of wrestling. So I'm like, all right, I'll start watching this stuff. And then, boom, fucking Roman happens. So, go You figure. know, you are the common denominator here. No. Tiger Bomb Tom shows up. The Fiend loses the title to Goldberg. Oh, no, Tiger no, Tiger Bomb no. Tom goes no, away. No, The Fiend freaking wins the title back. Tiger Bomb Tom shows back up again. Wham! Roman hey. Reigns beats the no, no, freaking no, no, no. Fiend for the stupid title. I, I, I object, kind sir. I'm so I was, sweaty. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was around long before... Fucking Oldberg decided to uh, throw his big fucking old man balls and politicking around and say, "I love your title." Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. So what help yeah. are you? Why, was... why, why aren't you helping the fiend get over here? I don't know. I've been trying to. Fucking Illuminati confirmed. Half Life Three confirmed. Tiger Bomb Tom, advocate for Goldberg confirmed. Oh god. Confirmed. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a fucking stroke. Oh god. Yeah. Confirmed. Yep. That's confirmed. I'm Tiger gonna have Goldberg, a stroke. Tom Bomb confirmed. <laughs> Oh, uh, you you shut Ooh, your Tiger horse. Jackhammer. No. Tiger bomb confirmed. No. Tiger Spear no. confirmed. Confirmed. No. no! <laughs> oh. I'm gonna stroke out. Please stop. Please. Oh, Bill, oh no, Tiger whoa, 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 whoa! We don't. Today? We don't need to know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> no, no. See, it's always Poot. Never. I didn't bring up my tripod. It's always Poot that references it first. Not always. It. I didn't say anything about your tripod. You just did, buddy. So, all right, listen, 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 listen. We're getting off course here. We were talking about Roman Reigns, and then suddenly uh, Bill Tigerberg decided to go uh, on a tangent. No. So let's let's reel it back in. Tigerberg, right, in. Tigerberg, no. Tom. Listen, listen. Tigerberg. <laughs> that is that is gross and unjust. Much like Beef the Legend trying to weasel the the Chooserweight title away from you guys. And I will say this. I came, but don't, don't call to come back. But I'm back here because I want to see justice for this fucking title. I don't care if I'm even, I'm not even in the title hunt. I don't give a shit. I, I, have, I have completely unbiased uh, allegiance here or anything. I have no allegiances. Tripod Tom see... is above belts. I... Uh, just give it, just, you know what? Just get with him. I have lost all patience with trying to <laughs> reason with that man in any aspect or any form of an argument, whether it's over the stupid pretend title belt that we argue about on this dumb show or anything <laughs> else in life it's a losing battle trying to pose an argument to this man oh, forget hey. it speaking of which <laughs> yeah, so like, have no fear so your podcast gonna... is saved oh, yeah, okay well you. you know we had a we had a we had a great uh, you know we had a great first nine minute run of this podcast but you know <laughs> it's fucking ruined yep listen ruined now, spoiled you know what the podcast was saved once i came back on to man to demand a fair and just picks system don't. for the title. I'm telling you, yes. don't. Look, don't. We should just make a decree now. Give it to Beef. Never mention it again. 
because trying to pose an argument or imply logic in any form or fashion with this man is pointless. Over the title belt, over anything else in life, once his stupid mind is made up on something, I'm fucking right, and you're fucking wrong, and you can go eat my asshole. I'm not listening to any motherfucking thing. You say Jim Cornette meets a legend hugging it out in the bathroom. Bing, bong, bang. <laughs> Hi, Beef. Oh, welcome. Man. Just <laughs> shut You're the down. worst. You're the worst. I'm so sweating. Oh, I'm Beef. Sweating. Beef hasn't said a word. He's just sitting there and he's just frowning. <laughs> Well, he's just I'm dismissing. Just he's dismissing everything when, I'm saying because he's like, "But well, fuck you! You don't have to be right about no goddamn thing." I'm not listening to what fucking argument look, you had to say because I, my mind's already made up. So suck on my teeny weeny bunny. All right. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, you are. So anyway, right I'm now, just saying, I for, picked. I all, all I'm saying is I picked the winner of the match. You did no, not. You okay. No, you okay. Didn't. Okay. I apologize. I have picked a winner of the match. No, you didn't. No, there was I didn't. No it was a draw. It was a draw. That is a no contest. Okay, hey, so we go picked... by what the Wikipedia says. So did the there Wikipedia no... say it was a draw? There's no Wikipedia page for a, a random NXT. Well, then there's no discernible winner because on the... This wasn't Freaking a random NXT. Started this... Tuesday Night Kit Destroyer. The whole thing <laughs> that started this argument was the fact that the Wikipedia says that Seth Rollins won the match. The Wikipedia says that we go by Wikipedia rules. So what 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 happens when there's no Wikipedia to tell us what to do? What I do don't know. Do? Everyone, hey, panic. Panic. Everyone panic. Panic. Everyone panic. the server. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. I'm up by two matches on you schlubs. I watched AEW week in and week out. I know my shit. I am fine conceding this match. If you guys want to pick NXT next week, we can pick NXT next week too. Whatever, but I have no doubt in my mind that after AEL, AEW All Out is over, it's ALW. not gonna matter. It's not gonna matter. Same. I can pick fucking <clears throat> fucking uh, Dominic Dijakovic as the winner of next week's championship match, and it's not gonna fucking matter. Wow! Says the man. Well, just Says... about. Who I'm telling you, just Says this the man. entire fucking shtick. Say he's Says... the goddamn Infinity Champion. He's nope. got the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity Belt. Give it to him and just shut up about it. I haven't, I, I haven't held this fucking title. Put some bass in your voice, Cornette. <laughs> Here's the thing. It doesn't matter if Beef gets it. He's going to have, yet again, the shortest title run because we know who's going to get it back on the next go-around. That's yeah, right, whatever. you do. Pray for a poop. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it for a fucking month, and then Poot's going to win it back in Night of Champions. Hey, look, fucking Beef the Legend is pretty much the same thing as The Fiend. <laughs> and lose to the Roman Reigns of this podcast, which is Poot the Bard. Hey, listen, we that's, let's, let's that's not actually say things, a pretty good segue. Let's not that's say actually things a pretty good segue, it, right? It, it, well, we we were starting to talk about that anyways before you showed up, but yeah, let's we not talked say about things. it before your bottle cap flubbed your way in here. Let's let's not say things <laughs> we can't take back and, and you know and and discernible. Uh, it's the big bar. to the fiend. But I here's the here's my thing bard. with Roman. When it comes to all this, I want to see what the reaction's going to be because much like. Whenever he went away uh, from the issues with leukemia and stuff, and he had to relinquish the universal title, then um, you know he came back, and you know he was every, everybody was cool with him for like a hot minute, but then it was like back to well, we're shoving Roman Reigns down your throat. Maybe the fact that he's been gone for all oh. this time, maybe, maybe he won't, maybe he won't, you know, they're they're not gonna 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I, the, I, my, my whole my whole thing is like I wish like I don't care that the fact that they put the title on him at some point or another. I just wish they would have waited a little bit and let it breathe a little bit and like wait, like may, like wait until Survivor Series. I think it's too soon, too fast because it's gonna go. Here's right the back. thing: it's no, hold on. such thing as hold too on. Soon, Pittsburgh too fast interrupting Beef Driver Beef Cast. Hold your fucking horses, man! I'm yeah, yeah, but like, we're, the, we're the tag we're the tag team interrupters. I mean, Virtual I'm high five beef. I'm I'm here for like a hot minute, so let me let me get my piece out. Yeah, and it's already been a fucking too 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 fucking hot. So go ahead, Tom. Oh, oh Jesus my. fucking Christ! Get here water. we go. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I love it when I'm not the only one that's spicy on these podcasts. My point is, is they shouldn't have put it back on Roman so quickly because they're gonna they're very dangerous into falling back into the whole. Roman's here. We're gonna shove him down your throats. Everybody's gonna revolt against him. Nobody's gonna want to. Nobody's gonna be behind Roman, whether he's face or heel. Is it interesting that he's got Paul Heyman by his side? Yeah, I, I'd like to see where they take it. But I think they could have done it without the title, regardless if he was face or heel. The money would have been in the chase for Roman trying to get that title, and they should have waited until Survivor Series. That was the point I wanted to make. Now feel free to interrupt. Now look, fake news. Uh, here's here's the thing. Here, here's why they had to pull the trigger on him because he's a heel. If he even even if he were just a smarmy face, you're 100 percent correct. The money's in the chase, but he's a heel. What's what? So he's doing heel things. He comes out with Paul Heyman, heel thing. Waits for uh, the fiend and Sermon to obliterate themselves, and then introduces himself in a match. Heel thing. Got the fucking goatee and the smarmy heel thing. Heel thing. Heel thing. But. The, the the internet smarks. How do you get them to turn on Roman? I mean, obviously, by pushing him down our throat. So to me, this is just another way to garner heat. Uh, this is like a new way to garner heat. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm 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 fine with it. To be honest with you, like I, I hate I hate to see the fiend be the butt of this joke. But realistically, like if they're gonna pull off this Reigns heel run, this is a great way to start it. I'm still, I'm still gonna stand by the statement, and I understand that it doesn't make it better that the Fiend only held the belt again for one week. Okay, <sighs> but, but I should, I, I tried to go out on a limb and say that the Fiend was gonna retain, and have I, I was like, okay, they're gonna probably make Roman the smarmy like smarmy face like the tweener like you know they're gonna try and make him stone cold cool they're gonna try and do that and i was like that because the money's in his in not in in the chase for roman the money's in the merchandise and every kid in the world is gonna want wreck everyone in leave shirts you know what i mean so like I thought that way, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want all the picks to be the same because it, we can all admit this past pay-per-view, it was all pretty obvious. It was pretty obvious -y, uh like, uh, like payback was just like, it was pretty academic. But regardless, the reason that like Strowman being in the match, I'm like, okay, Strowman's going to eat the pin for either The Fiend or Roman, like one of the two. And I should have known better that it was going to be Roman uh, but I, it doesn't, it really objectively, we've talked about it so many times. The fiend didn't take a pin. The fiend didn't look weak, like in that match, really, other than he lost the belt because someone else got pinned. That doesn't immediately mean he's getting buried. I'm looking forward to, even though it's probably going to end up with Roman going over, 
I'm looking forward to the Fiend Roman like feud. Is that confirmed? I it's gonna happen eventually because the Fiend holds a goddamn grudge. Like hey, here's here's the thing with uh with the Fiend and we said this even last year uh, once everything kind of started getting in into full swing with Hell in a Cell is that they shouldn't have put the title on him so quickly because it's you can only go down from there. You know what I mean? Like in our eyes, like oh they you know, they put the title on him, they hot potato it on and off. You know it it quote unquote makes him look weak in that sense, but he's still a pervasive force. Like I get that. I'm I'm glad that they didn't just abandon the character altogether. I will say, even though I have not been watching since fucking before WrestleMania, I've been you know trying to keep up with things here and there. I've watched NXT and AEW both. Um, from the last two nights and but i it, in regards to the fiend i do like what they've been doing over the last couple of months with like kind of integrating all three of his personas almost like a ava like super mick foley sort of way like you you have you know you have sweater sweater bray you have uh you know the swamp wizard bray and then you know when you need to pull out when when he really needs to fucking take it to that next level then you get the fiend like i i liked seeing the the one thing at the end of um at the end of the match between fiend and Strowman at SummerSlam when uh Strowman looks at me and goes why won't you die and i'm like because he's the fiend that's why like he's just this ever ever persistent pervasive force so yeah, i do i do Matt like... Hardy. <laughs> yes uh, wonderful so look here i've got a, something to say Go ahead. Even if The Fiend gets a rematch for this title, that's a foregone conclusion of what's happening. He's not going to win. Roman's going to carry this belt till Mania. The Fiend's not going to take the title back. So if they don't give The Fiend a rematch, it's like, okay, CM Punk said it best. Now what? Now what? Roman Reigns shows back up, takes the title away from The Fiend. Now what? If the Fiend does get a rematch, he's not going to win. It's going to stay on Rowan. So again, what's the point? Now what? So either the Fiend doesn't get a rematch and now what? Or the Fiend does get a rematch and loses to Roman Reigns. Heel Reigns or not, the Fiend's going to lose. I don't, man. And so super, that's, that's this, a shut up. I'm not done. That's a Debbie Downer. Second, take on Roman Reigns. I feel like this is the only thing that they had left to do with him. When the man comes back from winning a battle with leukemia, that's a cancer. Let's just, you know, throw it out there. When he comes back from beating that, and within a couple weeks, the crowd turns on him. This man has a victory over cancer and can't even stay a face. There's nothing left to do but to try to turn him heel. The fans are going to boo him anyway. Whether he's Superman, Roman Reigns, good guy persona, John Cena, The Rock 2.0, he's going to get booed. So why not throw him with Heyman? Because, hell, if you want somebody to get over as a heel, you put Heyman with him. Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, freaking Curtis Axe, driver handle basher, uh, stupid ass Ryback. We want all these guys to get over his heels. Put Heyman with him. Put Heyman with him. He can do anything. That's the only option they had left. Throw Heyman with him. Brock's out. Who knows when he's going to come back, if ever. I don't think he will. And let's, uh, you know, let's make Roman Reigns a heel, because people are going to boo him anyway. 
So this way, at least, if Roman Reigns is a heel, with or without Paul Heyman, doesn't matter. If Roman Reigns is a heel, at least WWE and Vince McMahon are going to get the fans to do what he wants them to do. Right. I, I, now, I have a question. I, I know Beef has something. Uh, and after Beef, I, I have a question about Roman for you guys. But go ahead, Beef. So my, my thought was this is some fucky shit because this is basically kind of like the Hart Austin double turn at WrestleMania 13 where the Fiend is like the de facto face, uh, which is weird to me, right? Like it's weird the, 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 that the Fiend is a face, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, well, I mean, uh, not like, really. Like, like, is he, I mean, is he a face? Well, if he's you're, kind okay. of, he's he's kind of an anti-hero, uh, a la Venom. Like he's somebody who's like, you know, he's a bad guy, but he's so cool, you can't help but cheer on him. Right. To me, honestly, to me, yeah, man, I I I won't. No, man. I will not give WWE much credit, but I'll tell you this: this is actually a uh, uh, a swoop of brilliance because. They took note that, hey, the fans are really reacting to The Fiend. You know, the fans are probably probably going to hate Roman Reigns coming back with the title. Let's make The Fiend the cool face. Let's make Roman the, you know, the anti, you know, the, the, the anti-cool face. You know, the, the badass heel that everybody's been wanting. Which I think sets up for a turn, an, another double turn somewhere down the line. I don't think that they get back at each other immediately. And, and they shouldn't. Uh, I, I think that they should trade brands. Keep them away from each other, and then bring them back together whenever you're ready to fucking pull the trigger and make Roman like a mega face, which I think you can do from a badass heel. But he's got to like keep that edge, you know. Now, my question that I have about Roman, actually, and it kind of almost segues right off of that, piggybacks. Um, speaking of the brands and everything like that, the I, I did watch. Uh, I I kind of watched a little bit of Monday Night Raw. Um, I forget if it was this past week or the week before. And uh, all the bullshit that's going on with uh, Retribution. There's some speculation. Do you guys think that uh, Roman is somehow involved with or behind, uh, you know, kind of like the the exalted one to the, you know, uh, to the to the Retribution? Like, because I because there's some speculation of who might be members of it. Quit fucking clicking your microphone mute. My God. Anyways, okay, I'll, 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 I'll just have a conversation with my mic while you're talking. Go ahead. Sorry, good. Muted on Discord. Anywho, um, <laughs> I, and I and I only say that because I, God bless Poot, the editing that he was going to have to do at the beginning of this episode before everything went all fucking kaflui. I know, I know he's having a stroke over there. So you're anyways. welcome. Yeah, <laughs> but um, now um, do you guys think that that Roman is part of or behind like you know the leadership of retribution because i'm i'm thinking it could be like uh, you know the whole wreck everyone leave that's basically what retribution has been doing it kind of fits i don't know what do you think poop i don't know i i i think it would be i think it would be met with a lot of criticism because people are gonna be like oh the dark order huh except more militia e um i i i feel like I, I, I'm interested to see where it's going. I almost don't want to, you know, cast, you know, throw out ideas of, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Do you really think... I don't think with the supposed people that are in Retribution, it would behoove them to have that situation. Guys like Dominic Dajakovic, you know, is, is one that's all but confirmed at this point. 
Um, who's another one? Uh, a lot I've of people heard- are. A lot of people are saying. Um, Mia uh, Yim, Carmella. Mia Yim, Carmella. Um, uh, there was another uh, f- uh, female uh, from NXT that they were talking about. My point oh, is, oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, she was Molly she Holly. was tagging uh, with with Aaliyah for a while. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Vanessa Bourne. Oh no, yeah, uh, Vanessa uh, Bourne. Um, what's what's um, no, what's um, Matt Cardona's <laughs> girlfriend? Oh, uh, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea Green. Yeah, Chelsea Green. They were they were talking about Chelsea Green being that, and the only way that I think Chelsea Green could work in that is if they made her the hot mess gimmick again, like to have her be that like unhinged kind of thing. Well, uh, okay, but, but regardless, be- I don't I don't know. I I mean it could be cool, but the problem is with with Roman being with Paul Heyman. Effectively, Paul Heyman would be the leader of that group. Which, I mean, maybe not would be the worst thing in the world to have Paul Heyman be the mouthpiece or have... Dangerous alliance. Or like... Or, yes. have, or have Roman... Have Roman be the silent leader sitting in the throne and and he only comes down to, to enact whenever shit gets real, like real serious. And just have like Paul Heyman be the herald for Roman Reigns. That could be kind of cool. But I just Galactus. don't... I don't know. I, you I, know, I know what? That. I feel like, honestly, and 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 I can't, you know, it, it's it's 2020, so you know, shit's all fucky anyway. Dead. So I can't believe I'm on this side of the fence. But the angle with heel Roman is so hot right now, and retribution is such a fucking mess. I want those two things to be as far apart as possible. Retribution has done nothing meaningful other than being a stupid like. Almost Antifa organization, mm. you know, like it, it, it definitely feels like WWE is trying to like get a little bit edgy with the whole political thing, and 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 I feel like it's it's not gonna work this time. It's this this, this is not the Attitude Era. Um, plus, the way that this whole like shadow fucking organization is being run and and booked is awful. So you know what, like. Get rid of it. Just, just fucking NWO it because this is a Nexus did this better. NWO did it better. Fucking NWO, uh, WCW and the a lot and, and the uh, the invasion did it better. This is a poor oh. man's fucking oh. aces and eights. That's right. This is a poor man's aces and eights. The aces oh. and eights did this better. Oh. So, well, okay. How many weeks are we into retribution though? Right now, about what three, four? Mm, no, more like than eight. that. More than that. Really? Oh okay. yeah. Okay. It's been like it's been like well, two that, months. Okay, so that okay. Oh my. So that that brings up that brings up another question like when we were talking about possible people. I was going to ask who has not been wrestling in NXT for a little while that maybe they kind of like let cool off so we wouldn't, you know, know that or you know, so we wouldn't expect them around cuz obviously like we mentioned Dajakovic, but I just saw Mia Yim wrestle, you know, uh, yeah, she was just on TV recently on NXT, so I don't know necessarily that they would have her. But well, we the ha- people think that's like that, like that match was like her swan song in NXT. Like she lost, she put over. Was it was it Shotzi? I think the yeah, one. Yeah, Shotzi. Um, so like she was kind of sitting in the ring, like, oh man, what do I do now? Like it, 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 it definitely felt very like definitive, um, yeah. which is unfortunate because she never really got her run in NXT. But that's okay. Um, they can. I'm. I'm. I'm not saying that retribution is fucked. I'm saying that 
it needs some tender loving care and, and they need to like do more right and hopefully like hopefully again they won't they won't go for the immediate uh sense of you know uh gratification immediate gratification or whatever and let it breathe a little bit and like let it develop and you know get some more shit going on and have some better you know pick their spots a little bit better like uh like okay here's the biggest thing that i've noticed from the bits and pieces that i've heard and what little i've seen here in the last couple of weeks here's here's my overall assessment with the state of things it's that they have all these little pieces here and here up on this big pegboard and no fucking way to connect the dots. That's exactly what it feels like right now watching WWE on it, it, on Mondays and Fridays. That's it, what it feels like. Like they're just they're not fucking they're not, you know, finishing stuff out. They're not connecting stories together. They're doing this and then they decide to fucking take a left at Albuquerque and then somehow they wind up in fucking New York City. It's like where how the hell did we get to here? I need I need some context in between, you know? Well, it's, well, it's, it's the idea... be believed with Vince McMahon and his constant showing up and rewriting things. Oh. That's not very far-fetched to say that they had a plan for retribution all laid out. And week after week, Vince comes in and goes, no, nah, I don't want to do that with them. Let's do this instead. So well, you can't I, I think those it's also... Anymore. Well, it, and it's not far-fetched to see where Tom's coming from to, to see them just you know, doing the spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks thing. And the the problem is there are two problems that I have with retribution. Number one, they are dragging this out and they're trying to make it feel random when it's not random. Like, y- you know what I mean? It, 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 it's organized. It's absolute organized chaos. And I understand you're going, well, yeah, that's what a group like that is supposed to be organized chaos. No, it's like backstage organized chaos. And the other thing that I have is, too, it's supposed, it was reported, that um, uh, Retribution is going to be exclusive to Raw. Just what I want out of my outlaw, rebellious group that can go anywhere and do anything is to be exclusive to one fucking brand. Yeah, no shit. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, they they plugged them up on Survivor Series. On the kickoff, they are like... You know, it, 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 may be, it may have even been at the beginning of the actual Honest to God pay-per-view where they're like, here are some clips of Retribution. Sure hope they don't show up. And by God, they didn't show up. Yeah, like, that's yeah, that's the other thing. Like, oh. you have, like, the second biggest... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I You're got... You're fine, man. Okay, sorry. I know, I know I gave you shit earlier about it, but... But, like, that's the, that's the thing. Like, your second... Your supposedly your second biggest pay-per-view of the year after WrestleMania... Why does this rebellious group not show up and fucking wreck house at SummerSlam? Beats the shit out of me. I don't know. Go on. Because <laughs> Vince McMahon has no idea what he's doing anymore. Um, I, I just, like... It, it, Who called it, Celine Dion to sing? <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, I'll take that. Uh, so, I, 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 I just don't understand... it From the get-go, it felt tacked on and stupid and then like as they went with it it felt more tacked on and stupid when they did the bit uh with the fiend and uh stroman where there were like 85 of them i was like good god like we've circumvented the nwo like where there was the cool phase they went from like four people to like the whole roster in like two seconds so i I just they're they they're not doing anything for me 
and and I will be happy once they're gone. <clears throat> so, jumping gears since uh, since I was mentioning NXT, uh, being that I actually did watch it, I got you know I was uh, I was pretty pretty pleased with uh, the Fatal Four Way match, much to beef chagrin. But um, I was I was kind of surprised that they didn't do the sudden death right then and there that night. But I guess it makes sense in the fact of if you're gonna. If you're going to have it go to sudden death, why not leave it a cliffhanger and get people to tune in next week because they're still going to be on Tuesday night again, which that is a question that I have. Why are they on Tuesday night? Uh, NHL playoffs. Although okay. I've you. read that this, if, if the next, if the, this past week's ratings, which I didn't see, and next week's ratings go well, they may be a permanent fixture on Tuesday nights, which was weird because like WWE has done everything they can to oppose AEW but like if they I, I, me personally I would not mind having a different night so I don't have to fucking like stay up till midnight watching two shows but uh yeah I mean weird like the, the NHL has like never been on USA that I can remember ever That's... and like all of a sudden USA is like hey we're doing the NHL playoffs and NXT is like but 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 our yeah. brand that's that's what I was wondering. I was wondering if it was NHL, MLB, or what, because I I wasn't sure. I figured something had to have been going on sports wise. So, um, yeah. But uh, how which did... is kind of funny and I and I I ironic because you know uh, AEW has been preempted the last every so often by the NBA playoffs. So it's like you know and they it's... they um, ratings uh, ratings wise they actually did just about the same as they normally do on Wednesday nights when they were moved to Saturday. So. And yes, and, but the and, Thursday night last week I think didn't do as well. Well, yeah. I was gonna say the only I, I think I think that's the only night of the week. Uh, we correct me if I'm wrong that there is not like wrestling on is Thursday nights, right? Because because right. um because Monday is Raw, Tuesdays is NWA Power, um, and mm. Impact, and these last few weeks NXT. Uh, then you know, the, obviously we have the Wednesday night wars. Nothing on Thursday. Then Friday night is SmackDown. So I'm so su- I'm surprised that they didn't get better ratings on Thursday night. Uh, it's weird. Um, who knows? Like this, it's the, the whole fucking thing is weird. Um, uh, as far as the Iron Man match goes, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I I didn't like seeing commercial breaks in there. Like NXT has done it before, where they've had hour long you know, bullshit that have has not been interrupted. Like, I think if you're going to make a legit shot at trying to make a new night for this, that was the time to do it during an hour-long match. Yeah. Um, it didn't take away too much, but I just, you know... Like, at when you have it, a big, epic-feeling match like that and it's interrupted by TV breaks, it, it kind of bugs me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, they did the pitcher and pitchers, so, I mean, it wasn't a total loss, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, they, they tried. I don't know. I, I don't know I what don't... the I, I don't know what the deal is with uh you know how how often that they have to do commercial breaks. I mean Poot would know something better about this, you know, being on radio and stuff like that, you know, I'm sure there's like you have like a certain allotted amount of like commercials that you have to do just to maintain your uh whatever for the station, you know, their their advertising deals that they have with well, whoever, right? It 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 I mean kind of, but it's more along the lines of you have an hour, like effectively you break it down into hours and then, uh, 
on the grand scope and then you like break it down into segments. So like when they say a segment, they mean it's literally like the segment of an hour. And then you have to get the advertisements that you sold. Like it's basically when you when when you go to sell advertisements, like when someone who sells ads goes out and says, "Hey, big company, pay us 1.2 million dollars and we'll run your ad on raw every uh we'll we'll run it twice an hour whatever right right basically what you're doing is they're going here's the money you're making that agreement if you do not fulfill that agreement you may have to pay back uh, a portion of the million dollars or make it up later and it also goes into like fcc regulations and like you know what basically what i'm saying is it's an agreement they have to do it and so like you can pay uh they probably pay less for the picture in picture thing because yeah. you're going to try and focus on the the actual action but their audio and picture is like their picture is bigger and their audio is bigger for the advertisement so they're getting more real estate so it's like, okay, normally you'd pay 1.2, but if you want to do the picture-in-picture thing, you're going to be paying 850000 You know what I mean? Right. So it, it basically comes down to money. Like, you have to do it. Yeah. So there you go. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> um, one other thing, since I did mention an, an NWA power... Um, I thought it was really cool to see Thunder Rosa on AEW and actually carrying the, the NWA Women's Championship with her. I, I mean, that's something you would never, ever, ever, ever see on WWE programming. Um, you know, they, they, they like to pretend that they're, you know, within their own little bubble of the wrestling zeitgeist and, you know, no other wrestling exists. They just say, oh, these people went and worked in Japan or, you know, had worked in other promotions. and. But like, you know, I, I like the fact that AEW is just like, yeah, you're the fucking, you know, or AEW was like, you know, you're the NWA women's champion. Yeah, you're going to show up here. Fucking bring your belt with you. I like that. Well, it and and that's the difference is they're trying to break the mold of yep. those like admittedly archaic things. Like, I mean, it, it it's kind of one of those things to if you have like at, like it kind of goes like hand in hand with the idea of like. You obviously wouldn't want two gar car dealership ads running right next to each other. Right. You'd want a little bit of space to have people forget and then see the next one. You know what I mean? So then you jockey for position. So right. it's it's kind of kind of along the same the same vein. But now, um, Ran Ransom, you got anything to uh, weigh in on this? Because I have a I have a question for Beef afterwards. Uh, weigh in on what? I don't know anything. <laughs> Good. Okay. So beef be the AEW connoisseur. Um my question to you is with all out coming up, one, what the hell is a tooth and nail match? And two, what the hell is the mimosa mayhem match? Please explain uh, this to me. So the mimosa mayhem match is uh a match that has uh that can only be won by pinfall submission or throwing your opponent into a vat of mimosa. Um, yep. yep. What? Wait. What? Excuse me. Apparently. Yep. Okay. You heard me. Yeah. 
so so you know that no one's getting pinned or tapping out. Someone's going into that vat of mimosa. Gotcha. Um, full show. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I have my questions about it, but at, at the end of the day, I think that it's something that draws on to the people's most base, you know, what have you. Like, oh, ha, ha, someone took a dunk in a giant vat of, you know, um, champagne and orange juice, ha, ha, ha. And, and it's clever because, you know, a little bit of the bubbly and it's orange Cassidy and... You know, yeah. I I get it. It, it. It's clever. I'm not like, oh, I can't wait for it. But I mean, it 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 it'll, it'll serve its purpose. Some, somebody's gonna get dazzled orange juice All, and, and mimosa. So it's also, great. let's 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 not let's not split hairs here. That's not a vat of mimosas. It's a vat of fizz, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or, absolutely. Or Fanta. Is. Or Fanta. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> um. Oh. So yeah. the look, uh, yeah, so the so there's that. Nail. Well, obviously, uh, so so here here's the gimmick with that that I know. Uh, Swole said that she's gonna get Britt Baker where she works. Obviously, Britt Baker's a dentist, so you know tooth because she's a dentist. Yeah, I think they just threw the tooth and nail in there because you know oh, they're fighting tooth and nail. You know to try yeah. and, to try and so you is know, it be a clever. Street fight or is there or is it uh, an actual it, like it sounds fucking like it's gimmick? Going to be a street fight. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds okay. like it's going to be a gimmick because it's not supposed to take place at the arena that I know of. Um, I'm I'm shocked that Britt Baker is like walking around on her fucking leg, much less like you know working yeah. on it, but. Uh, I mean, that's 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 what you do whenever you put somebody in a wheelchair for like three months. You're like, oh man, you know, they're they're never gonna walk again, and then they fucking pop up, and you're like, oh shit, they're healed already. Like that's just, it's uh, you know, it's just good visual booking, you know. Yeah, I mean that that was the, that was the biggest question that I had because uh, because again, I did I did watch AEW this week, and and I saw that when they're you know running through the you know announcing all the matches that are gonna be on All Out, which it sounds like a really awesome card. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I still don't know that I'm necessarily going to get to watch it, but, um, it, it sounds like overall the matches, just the per, the participants themselves <gasps> sound pretty good. The, the, you know, I, I was, I was questionable about whether or not the tooth and nail match was an actual like overbooked gimmick thing or not like, you know, or the, the mimosa mayhem. I was like, okay, how, how gimmick booked is this or what, what the fuck is going on? So, Yeah. I mean, huh. I don't know. I, I like like I get I get the tooth and nail match because I would imagine that Brit's probably not a hundred percent and so it's a way to not expose her. Yeah. Um and like I said, the mimosa mayhem match, I get it. Like, you know, somebody's gonna be jumped into a giant vat of orange whatever, you know, right. whether it's mimosa, fanta, whatever. Like uh, uh it's it's gonna cause some guffaws for sure. Oh no! Like I, I get, I get the matches being called what they are. I was just making sure that I was understanding what was actually right. going to be booked as a gimmick and what was just for namesake, calling it, you know, whatever the fuck they want to call it, just for clever words. Well, play. and you can't forget yeah. about Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara and a broken rules match. Which who the fuck? Oh knows yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Is it now? If if Sammy loses, what's what's the stipulation? Because I know Matt said if he loses, he'll leave AEW. So there's not one, as far as I know. This is a one-sided affair. Okay. Like you know, if Sammy wins, oh uh, well, you know, ah, uh, Sammy got one over on me. So no, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like if Sammy wins, or Matt, rather, if if yeah. if 
if if Matt wins, oh, you know, oh, that damn Hardy, he got me. Okay. Gotcha. I expect that one to probably get kind of fucky and like cinematic, which is fine. Like that's I think something that Matt Hardy is booked for and 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 and, and it's perfect for right now is cinematic stuff. So yeah, now, I forget. Uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, no, I was I was gonna throw it back over to Ransom. I couldn't remember if Ransom was the one that shared it in the in the group chat or if it was Beef that shared it um, about uh, about the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. who cares? Brock has COVID. Wow. Well, I mean, wow. so I'm less concerned with him. I'm I'm less concerned with him having it because you know he's a big strong boy. I'm more concerned with his four-year-old and two-year-old that have it. Like that's more disconcerting, I think, than you know from, the Rock himself having it. From all accounts, I've heard the the they're all recovering well. I didn't even, I didn't know somebody else that had it was uh, Kevin Nash and his family. Yep. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Nash, he probably probably broke his quad too while he had the COVID. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the only thing COVID is going to do is affect his quad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. You know, took by, out by, his whatever. By by all accounts, The Rock was like, "Listen, this was like one of the toughest things I've ever had to deal with, like personally." So I mean, you know, it's 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 a big fucking deal. Uh, you know, it's it's it it, it it may not be the fucking like killer that everybody thinks it is, or the, you know that, that everybody. But I mean, obviously, if again a big strong boy like The Rock who can fucking like lift up a fucking Mack truck is no, saying, "Oh man, this, <laughs> right." Well, sorry. But if the bottom line is, 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 if, <laughs> if, is if the Brahma Bull is having this issue and like, you know, he's saying, man, this, this, this fucking sucked. Like, obviously, it's, 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 <laughs> it fucking sucks. So, you know. Look, but yeah, I, mean, I, I don't want to get into the Pittsburgh COVID pile driver podcast here. I mean, right. But COVID affects everybody differently. It does. There were, there were two guys at the city fire department that got COVID, had symptoms, tested positive. They were out for two weeks. After that, they were back on a job. No complaints, no boo-hoos, no belly aches, back on a job, done. We said, you know, people asked them, how was it? Eh, you know, had a cough, had a sore throat, had a fever. No big deal. It affects everybody differently. We had an intern uh who uh younger a younger kid at, at my was job. it jared listenerman it wasn't jared listenerman we uh oh, damn. It, it was it was his co- uh cousin <laughs> ryan uh figure box uh, yeah uh, ryan ryan uh audience audience stein ryan oh. audience stein that's what it was uh no he he had uh he he tested positive for covid and literally he said he was like, yeah, I, I, I thought he was like, I thought it was just my allergies. Like he was that, that's how mild it was for him. Now that's, right. that's his case. It was just, he's like, I had the sniffles. That was it. And then he right. had his, he had his quarantine. He was done. He was fine. Now, again, that's one individual case. That's what makes this all so chaotic. Like yeah. for the rock, it was it was shitty. And hopefully for the rest of his family it wasn't as shitty, especially his kids. But still, again, like like Ransom said, you know, he had someone that's like sore throat, sinuses done. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, what other uh, what other stuff is going on out there in the wrestling zeitgeist? I couldn't remember. Uh, uh, I mean, p- payback in general. What what were your guys' impressions on it? I I don't know if Ransom watched it or not. Did you Ransom? I did. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Perfect segue. Ransom, what did you think of payback? <laughs> oh. Uh, I I mean, I thought it was fine. It didn't stand out to me like, you know, it wasn't a pay-per-view of the year. It wasn't, you know, a shitbox pay-per-view. It was an average WWE pay-per-view. I mean, you know, no, I was going to say, I kind of got to agree with Ransom. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, But again, at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, all right. Like that was that was a thing that we just did. Like Okay, but how many WWE pay per views as of like the last four, five, seven, ten years can you come away with and go, All right, that was fun? Like You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I would give I, it a solid I, I, B plus. I understand that, you know, and I'm Lord knows. I don't want to get into an argument about it. But I don't know. It did I, seem I it, it did seem odd to me that they would they would put one so so soon after after SummerSlam, you know, like that. It was just very weird timing. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's one hundred percent to fuck with all out. Like they they're purposefully trying to burn people out with 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 NXT thirty SummerSlam payback the uh, Iron Man Fatal Four Way match, which obviously wasn't planned, but you know here we are. Like, they're trying to burn people out on good wrestling so that, you know, it comes to AEW all out and people are like, eh, I don't know. Didn't we, didn't we just do this two weeks ago? Obviously, you know, the, the diehards are going to watch it, but, you know, the, the casuals can be like, wasn't this just on last week? Like, no, man, that was, that was WWE. Oh, okay. Oh, um, so, like, but, I mean, comparatively, I think it was better than SummerSlam. Um, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It, it was fun and enjoyable and, uh, you know, for once, Roman Reigns getting off of the show with the title didn't piss me off to the fact of, like, you know, uh, canceling WWE uh, Network. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> what the fuck is that, dude? Uh, nothing. Don't worry about it. Anyway, no, like, Beef, um, uh, like, like that, and that's the thing is, that's a sad state of affairs for WWE, is that middle of the road is us going, oh, like, like, what we would have considered years and years and years ago a below average, like like below, really below average pay per view. Now we're like, oh okay, I enjoyed it. I didn't feel like I waste my time. You know I what know I mean? I think, really I think that's what average. I. I think that's what I wanted to say. Like that's that's what I I wanted to get at, but I couldn't word it into speak. But Putin did. He spoke it into into speaky words. Yeah. I mean, he is the boss. That's what I do. That's, 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 right. That's but like, you know, I, that's what say, I do. You know, like, oh, you know, I walked away from an entertain, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's the WWE of now. Yes, that's what it is. But if this were to go up against, you know, pay-per-views of, of you know, a couple generations ago, this would have been one of those pay-per-views that I would have walked away from going, I really wish I hadn't watched this live. I really wish I would have gone back and watched it on a network to where I could have just skipped through some stuff. Skip through this, skip through that, get to a match, like right. 
and not be bothered to have to sit through the whole thing. But it seems like WWE pay-per-views as of late, those type of pay-per-views, like if I would put this up against a, an AEW pay-per-view or, you know, an old WWF pay-per-view, not WWE, WWF. This would have been one of those pay-per-views I would have walked away from going, ah, I wish I would have just watched it taped. Or I wish I would have taped it and watched it. I wish I wouldn't have watched it live. Not that it was bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about. I won't remember what happened on this pay-per-view come next year's payback. Like, oh, you remember last year's payback? Blah, blah, blah. No, I don't. What happened? That's a salient point. But I mean, you know, again, to, you know, pull a poop the bard Switzerland uh, stance. No. I didn't hate it. You know, well, to, go, with, to is... go along with what Beef had to say, I didn't walk away from it going, oh, I wasted this much time of my life. I'll never get it back. It was so stupid. It like, I didn't leave mad. that pay per view angry. Like, I've left many WWE pay per views. I just left it like, hmm, okay, well. It's over. Time to shut it off, brush my teeth, and go to bed. So I think that the the landscape has changed with wrestling. How we take it in, how we watch it, how we enjoy it. How so you like, drink it in, man. Right, man. Exactly. <laughs> what was true in 1999 is not going to be true in 2020. What was true in in, uh, in 2005 is not going to be true in 2020. Um, you know, so I mean, you 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 kind of have to put the the uh, the spectacles of the era on and kind of watch it through that visor and understand that you know um, things are different now both with how we ingest it and how it's per, you know produced for us. Um, so what you're saying is that I need to lower my standards a little uh, bit. No, because that's what I, I take I, away I from this. I take away from you saying it's not like it was a while ago. This is the way things are in 2020. No, and. No. You know, you so, need to adjust your expectations or standards to meet WWE of 2020. For example. Yes. Go on. Yes. Is he dead? Oh, he. No, I think. What? Beef. Is he, Beef. Is he in Rictus? Oh, I think he's dead. He's dead. Yeah, he's reading Green Ring. Uh-oh. Did he flub his yep. microphone off? Beef, you gone. Did you try turning it off and turning it back on again, Beef? Didn't work for me earlier. Yeah, I he's gonna have to come out and come back in, because he's he's still it's still showing he's talking, but there's nothing coming through. He'll realize it. Here's, I don't know. He might just keep going. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. Okay. This is a takeaway that I have from Payback. I'm and back. I think I think this is what. Okay, hold on. Um, this will be real quick. It's not long. I think this is the one thing I will remember out of this Payback match, and it's a bone I had to pick with the idiots that show their stupid faces on those stupid monitors around that stupid ring. Oh, a lot boy. of hostility here. There's a lot of stupidity. Yep. When that dumb superplex happened, and that dumb ring collapsed, and that dumb referee fell out of the ring, the dumb expressions on all those stupid WWE fans on those dumb monitors, it, you couldn't have done it better if there were NXT plants all over those monitors. Just, oh my gosh, like, oh, shock face. Like, oh, the ring collapsed. Oh. That hasn't been done before. A ring hasn't collapsed before, and a referee hasn't fallen out of the ring before. Poor Earl Hebner. 
<laughs> That's the first time we've ever seen something like that. That was crazy. No, it wasn't. Done to death happens before. It's not. No one even took a crazy bump out of it. The referee got flippity flopped out of the ring. Happened to Earl Hebner already. Yet there's still those dumb. Earl Hebner sold it better too. There's yeah. There's those dumb schlocks with their stupid caveman mouth agape faces. Just ugh. no, stop. Show me That's something that hasn't man. been done already, and then be excited like, oh my god. This wasn't the Undertaker but, losing to Brock Lesnar. This was a dumb ring collapsing. But this is their five oh. seconds of fame. Like they're like, oh man, I'm gonna be on WWE Thunderdome. I better act it up so that they, you know, save or my do, face and use it for future ref. You know, or for, do for a Hitler event. salute, or put my We're, butthole on the screen, or <laughs> put up a picture of Kenny Omega, or freaking Kenny Omega up there. Well, Ken, I want to know if least, that was actually Kenny Omega. I, I by all intents, it was a for all intents and purposes. I I heard. I I don't know because Kenny is a, a a big wrestling fan, and I mean he does have uh, he does have friends in WWE. Like regardless of the fact that people are in different businesses, you know, uh, different companies or whatever that are quote unquote competing with one another. Um, <coughs> you know, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, cough it up. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. All right, COVID, um, COVID. you got to it out. Oh my God. Um, no, he. I mean, he's friends with the guys from the New Day and you know other people in that company. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility or believability that that Kenny would have actually been watching and just wanted to get on. I thought he he tweeted something saying like, "Oh, I, I thought it would just be fun. I didn't think anybody would notice." So I don't know. Yeah, but who knows if oh. that's Kenny. Yeah, right. Who knows if that's that. Kenny having fun, you know, and, and, I get and, and that. trolling us all. And again, what are the odds of Kenny Omega, of all people, getting accepted into that WWE stream? Well, but Not somebody only clearly that, showed his fucking face. Like, someone was like, oh, well, yeah, Kenny Omega. Yeah, like, what are the odds of him being on the hard camera side, down by the ring, where you can see him? That's a, you know, that's a pretty, that's a <laughs> pretty mean, damn good odds. odds. That- what, what are the odds that Chris Van is going to show up? You know, what, what are the odds that the, 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 the Nazi Ku Klux Klan? Yeah, I mean, like... Those, those are the type of people that are already in and going, oh, I can see myself. I'm right here. I'm going to do something outrageous. That's fair. That's, that's fair. what I, I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts. That wasn't pre-planned. Or at least it wasn't pre-planned until they saw where they were. And once they saw right. where they were, they were like, ooh, I'm on camera. I have the opportunity to do something that will, you know, give me the bragging rights. Oh, WWE pay-per-view. You know, I'm just saying, like, if Kenny Omega decided to try to stream in and watch, those are some, those are some, some high odds of him being right there where the camera can catch him. Well, and I mean, realistically, from a business point of view, like, if I were Kenny's boss, Tony Khan, I'd be like, listen, dude, like, I appreciate, so, so let's, and let's, Let's move forward with the acceptance that it was Kenny Omega, which it, which is a fifty fifty shot. If I'm Tony Khan, I move to I, I go to him and I be like, "Listen, dude, like I appreciate you, you're a wrestling fan and all that, but you cannot be showing your face on their screen to get them views because now people are gonna be watching, saying, oh, I wonder if Kenny Omega is gonna show up again.' Oh, I wonder if Chris Jericho is gonna show up. I wonder where the bucks exactly. are gonna show up. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder when the butthole will show up. So like Ricochet's like, I'm all over it. 
Oh, yeah. He's watching from the pine. Oh, wait. The, uh, the <laughs> one point I wanted to make to you, Ransom, real quick, because you asked about lowering expectations and everything. Yeah, give it to me. So how much of the pay-per-view did you watch with a phone in your hand? Doing probably something else, even, even if it was something menial, like browsing or whatever, looking at gun shit, whatever. Like, how, how much of that do you think was, was, was a, uh, a device in your hand? Um, I don't know. I, I think for that pay-per-view, honestly, the only time I picked up my phone is if it went off. Like, if I got really? a text or one of you guys was messaging me. Yeah, like, okay. uh, you know. I... That's, that's, that's good. My, my, my point is that, like, me personally, I think I had my phone going. I think I was probably on the laptop doing something. Like, I, you know, this, this generation, so what, what we're seeing on WWE right now, I think is built for the, you know, the 42nd, um, I lost my point. Uh, no, the, uh, the, the 42nd time frame, like, uh, uh, ADZ, you know, the ADD generation, like, you, you got to hit the high notes fast and, and make them pop and, you know, boom, be on to the next one because you can't guarantee that people are going to be invested. Now, here's the, here's the other side of the coin. If the product is worth investing in, then, for example, NXT 30, I was not on my laptop. I didn't have my phone. Like, I, I had my phone, but I, I didn't, like, you know, I, I wasn't on it. I, I was glued to the product. With AEW All Out, I'll be glued to the product. Yes, I might do some texting here and there, probably to you guys. But for the most part, I'll be watching the wrestling. I won't be doing anything else but watching the wrestling. So I think if you have a product that's worthy of people's attention, you'll keep it. But right now, WWE is trying to focus on that uh, the the almighty casual. Um, so they want to try and get people in, get them hooked, <clears throat> give them the big stuff, and then get out. Give them the big dog. I don't know how you do that successfully and put on a good product that's three hours long. I would argue that you're you're asking for people's attention for three hours. Yeah, the the three-hour Raws... Okay. Uh, The three-hour Raws have never been a good product. Uh, Ever since Raw has moved to three hours, my interest has has not been lower. Um, I, I have no interest in devoting three hours of my time to a shitty product. Uh, it's so much so that it's bled over to SmackDown that I don't even want to give that a shot anymore. Even though I probably should, but I, I don't want to. So, yeah. I got, I kind of got lost. I don't know whose point you're making. I don't know I'm either. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing out a point to say that, you know, in, in their pursuit of casual fans... Uh, and, and keeping eyes on the product, whether they're long-term eyes or whether they're, you know, going to be around for three weeks, um, they're they're trying things that are different and very fast-hitting. So, uh, yeah, I I, I I see your point, and I agree that like this is definitely a step down from what we used to expect. Although, again. Go back and watch some of those Attitude Era pay-per-views, man. They're not that great. They are not that great. There, there are some exciting moments, but for the most part, like I think that we give them all some pretty, pretty pissy reviews now. Uh, the stuff from like the early to mid aughts, those are better. But um, you know, even even still, you know, I think I think that there there there's a lot of like happy remembrance. 
Well, and I think, I mean, we're, we're always going to look at when you're in the moment. I mean, you know, 20 years from now, when we're all fucking, you know, as dusty dead. bones as uh, yeah well as well i'm not i don't plan on being dead i don't know about oh, you i'll be but, dead I'll okay be dead. <laughs> well i mean that's that's sad i, I don't i don't want a life without my ransom in it oh yeah you'll have it 20 oh. years now nah, i'll be like if i make it 10 more <laughs> i'll, I'll <laughs> stroke out or have a heart attack or something like something will take me covid taking the beef approach huh like remember, well, remember whenever i was planning on like 30 being my hard cut like jeez. <laughs> but um i think that i just feel like look if NXT can do it, and if AEW can do it, why can't why can't the product that has the longest running episodic blah 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 why why can't it do it too? I can tell you right now why. I, I and... think my biggest problem is is that I'm sorry, Tom. You, uh, finish finish your thought here as soon as I get this out. It won't be long. Oh yeah, no, go ahead. Um. Like, if, if, if AEW and NXT can do it, there should be no reason why the quote-unquote main roster of WWE, whether it's their Raw, SmackDown, or pay-per-views, it's not like the wrestling product as a whole, overall, is looked at as like, eh, well, that was mediocre. Like, eh, well, that was a who cares. Like, eh, I'll watch it, but, you know, I, I could not watch it, whatever. Like you said it yourself, Beef, you're locked on to AEW. You don't miss a week. You don't miss a pay-per-view. Nope. You don't have your phone in your hand. You're on it. Yep. So if one promotion can do it, the promotion with the Vince McMahon heritage, the, the, the pedigree, uh, the tenure that WWE has, there's, I don't feel like there's any reason why they shouldn't be able to do it. You know, with all the success that they've had, they should be the ones that are knocking it out of the park. I, I agree with you. And I think the problem is, is just because the fact that it, it is so longstanding that I think some people, uh, some people are probably set in their ways. And I'm not, not just the Vince thing. No, I mean, granted that, listen, I, I, I know Vince is, uh, you know, was very forward thinking with a lot of stuff back in the day, you know, when the, I mean, we set, we set it on the, uh, whenever we did the collar elbow tie up, you know, when Ted Turner got into, you know, and got WCW and he called up Vince and said, Hey, I'm in the wrestling business. And Vince said, okay, well I'm in the entertainment business. I'm in sports entertainment. Like he had the forward thinking of that. Now flash forward, I think because the fact that he's been so successful and that the WWE has developed into such a global juggernaut, both in the wrestling world and then just in pop culture in general, um, I, I think he's just kind of resting on his laurels in a lot of ways. And I mean, granted, there are there are moments, there are glimmers of hope when we were like, oh wow, you know, that pay-per-view was really good, or that Raw or SmackDown, oh, that was that was a really cool moment. But again, it's there's, it's not it's not consistent, and he's not stringing stuff together. Whereas with AEW, they have to fight to prove something. They have to, you know, they're they're putting it no pun intended. They're putting it all out there because they're still a brand new company. You know, they're barely a year old right now. Um, so I mean, they have a lot. They have a lot to prove to themselves, their fans their investors 
you know, every, everything it, it's, there's, there's a lot that's still, you know, on the line there. Um, NXT. I, I don't know. I don't know how, I, I don't know what the, what you can say about that. I mean, like, it's just, I, I think triple H has a very good understanding and a very good mind for the business as he always has, despite the, you know, the, the golden shovel burial days, but that aside, triple H has always had a very good mind for the business. Um, it, you know, as a performer uh, and moving into the the upper echelons of the management and stuff like that. And, and I, you know, he was, I mean, he's the one that came up with the idea for NXT for Christ's sakes. Like he's, he sat in on the board meeting. You can read it in the, the NXT, the future is now book. He said, what are we doing to make new stars? Because I mean, he lived through that. He's seen that he saw what, you know, how they, how certain talent got buried in certain organizations. And, well, <clears throat> whether, whether by hook or by crook, he was actually on the other end of that. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, he was on both, you know, he was on both sides of the fence. He's, he's seen it happen, you know. So, I mean, the, the fact that he has the forward thinking, like, okay, well, you know what? Here I am. I'm in this position in this company now, and I need to start thinking about the future of this company okay, what are we doing to make new stars? And nobody had an answer for him. And then he just kept pushing it and said, hey, Vince, like, I need this money to do this. This is the vision that I have. You know, and it's and it's paid off and it's it's done very well. Um, it's done very well for itself. I think that's the thing. Like, there are certain things, you got to take what works, but you have to be willing to take chances, take calculated risk. And I And I don't feel like that Vince does that a lot with, the creative on Raw and SmackDown, he is so in control that he doesn't let them have a little bit of wiggle room to say, let's see if this works with Bray Wyatt being the exception. Cause we know that they gave him a lot of creative wiggle room. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think that's the biggest reason for it there, Ransom. You know, I, I, I agree with beef cause I, I, I believe that beef said it first and then the Putin, the maniac and I, the Putin, the Putin Maniac and I talked about it on last week's episode, that it doesn't matter what, what the ratings are. You know, I think that's a... I, I really believe that that's like a Vince thing, like, oh, I've got to, we've got to get ratings. But when it comes down to the shareholders, I don't think they give a crap what the ratings are. I don't think they give a crap if AEW's beating them. I don't think they give a crap if... Uh, TNA impact, you know, whatever the hell they're called. I don't, you know, I don't think they care if they're beating them. I think it all boils down to money. Yep. If the ratings are in the toilet, and I, I, you know, I, I think we talked about it at one point, you know, uh, a few episodes ago. And Beef was, you know, he was the one that brought this up. Uh, as long as the investors, the shareholders are making money, regardless of what the ratings are doing, regardless of how many people scream and object and poo-poo it you know, like the four of us consistently do on this podcast, I don't think they give a crap. As long as the shareholders are making money from that product, they don't give a crap what the fans think. They don't give a crap what the ratings are. If money's coming in, they're happy. So if Vince continues to make the money, even if he's putting out pay-per-views that make us go, meh, we're still watching them. We're still subscribing to the network. We're still buying the pay-per-views. We're still buying merch. You know, they're still making money. So I think at the end of the day, you're not going to see a paradigm shift until either, you know, A, Vince is out, or B, the investors and the shareholders' pocketbooks 
start to see a problem. Right. That's when you'll see something big happen. You'll see a I, big change then, but until then, I don't think they care. I completely agree with you. It, it really does boil down to money. And uh, speaking of a paradigm shift, I think that's a perfect segue. Uh, you guys uh, plan on getting into picks here? It's the idea. There you go. Well, let's make it happen. No, oh, there you go. Uh, by that, but uh, on that note, uh, since I'm not going to be a part of the title hunt here, I'm going to excuse myself, uh, and I'm going to leave you fellas to it. I'll, I'll uh, catch the rest of the show once it airs. But uh, before I go, I would like to thank the sponsors. Nope. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> shameless self plug. Here we go. Let's yeah, do it. Goes, nope. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> By the way, did you hear? The Maniacs plug on the last episode? I, I did, and I was very, very happy with it. He knocked it out of the park. He did awesome. He did a he very, very he did a good he, job. Yeah, he acquitted himself nicely. He yes. Did. So I'm gonna so a la the maniac, I'm going to uh plug the sponsors and excuse myself for the night and retire. So first off, I'd like to thank uh Sean Tischler with all the work that he does with IWC up and around the Clearfield area. Go check out the Facebook page, IWC Clearfield. It's a group page. Uh, keep up to date with everything going on IWC related. If you're in the area, whether it's in Clearfield or whether it's down here, <laughs> Southwestern PA in the Elizabeth area or, or wherever they may be holding their, their next show, which I think the next one is not this Probably Saturday. Driving. Yeah. It's um next, uh, next Saturday, the, September the 12th, which I may try to go to. We'll see. Is that um, super indie? Um, I don't remember what it's called, but but yeah, uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah. you might be right. Uh, but Super anyway, nineteen. There you go. So uh, if you guys are around the area, check out IWC. Go check out your local indies. Support the indies. Uh, you know they are doing their best to keep the doors open and put on some good shows. Uh, the last time that the IWC did a show at the Brownsville Drive-In, they did some really cool stuff. Uh, some interesting entrances using drones and stuff like that is really cool. Go oh, check out their cool. stuff. Yeah, yeah, they did a they did a really nice job. Making the best uh, of a bad situation, as they say. Absolutely. Adapt and overcome. That's all you can do. Uh, and then I would, of course, like to thank myself. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but no, go check out Casual Gaming Dad. Uh, you can catch my page over on Facebook. You can catch it on YouTube. Uh, Casual Gaming Dad 84 over on Twitch. Uh, if you're going to look it up on the YouTube address would be youtube.com slash casual dad, casual game dad 84. Stumbling over my own words here. Um, casual uh, dad, he's our dad, he's <laughs> our casual dad. <laughs> Anywho, uh, but yeah, check out, check out the Facebook dad. page, check out the merchandise over at Gould Gaming. You can get a Pittsburgh Pal Driver podcast official t shirt from over there in my section of the store. And if you need the discount codes, or any of that stuff just go to the description of any of my recent videos you'll see all the descriptions there as well as the direct link to my merchandise uh and we are doing monthly star giveaways and stuff like that if you donate stars over on facebook you can get yourself entered into the giveaways um i got a special prize planned out for september here so stay tuned to the page for that i will actually be doing uh the giveaway uh, depending on when you guys listen to is it, it's going to be this sunday whatever the date is uh so definitely check that out if you if you uh help contribute to the stars fund in august then uh you could very well find yourself a winner so 
each chicken and every month. Dinner from winter, Dad. winter chicken dinner. Yeah, September is September is going to be a good one. I guess I got a. I'm I'm very happy with the prize that I got uh got planned out for people. So I will uh I will let you guys know more about that off the podcast, depending on when this uh depending Sweet. on when this airs because I don't want to spoil anything yet. So. Well, hey Tom, thanks for coming, and uh, it's nice to have you back in the saddle. Absolutely, thanks, and I, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to you getting back into the groove a little bit more often. Maybe not every single week, but as I find a little bit more time to watch some wrestling again and kind of get back into the groove of things, uh, yeah, I, I'll be uh, be looking forward to chatting with you faces. Well, we always have it a spot is. open for the Tiger Bomb. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Especially boy. as you keep that not forty nine ninety nine coming our way. <laughs> exactly. All right, fellas, I'll talk to you later on. All right, later. Good. All right. Now that the wheat has been separated from the chaff, boys. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I love Tom. Wow. I'm glad well, he was, I was ready to jump on it too, Poot. I, I was I was one hundred percent ready to jump on it too. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Let, let's get into these picks, man, because I, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be fun. Let's. So for the listeners at home, uh, it, it uh, so first of all, let me let me catch everybody up. Uh, the Choose Right title has been uh, held in suspension since the kerfuffle uh, at um, uh, the horror show. So we have... Uh, Basically put it on the line for August and the beginning of September for all the 18 million pay-per-views that have happened. Uh, so through all of the events except for All Out and uh, next week's NXT, the leaderboard is as follows. Yours truly at 15 and 6. Uh, and Poot and Ransom trailing behind at 13 and 8. So here's where we stand as, as far as all that goes. Now, it was determined off the air. That uh, because I had some sort of an unfair advantage last week, which I don't know, uh, that I would be leading off all of the AEW All Out picks. Yep. Uh, I, as I mentioned, I have zero problem with that. So I will lead off, and then uh, we will finish up with the NXT uh, Championship pick for next week as well. So AEW All Out Saturday night uh, gonna be a hell of a show. Uh, I am already excited. Uh, about it. So let's start with the pre-show, which is uh, Doctor Britt Baker versus Big Swole in a uh, tooth and nail match, which seemingly is uh, uh, a, a street fight in a dentist office. Who knows? Um, I will lead, obviously, and uh, my pick is Doctor Britt Baker. There, uh, as much as I want to pick Swole, I think you can't bring back Britt Baker. And uh, have her be the title contender that you want her to be without a win here. So I think that she has to be swole. Uh, Poot, go ahead. I am of the same mind as you. Um, I I don't feel like it's time for Britt Baker to lose. Nothing against swole. I just feel like that they need to keep this shit-eating heel Britt Baker thing rolling. And they, they do that with a victory on her return. Ransom. Same. So we are all going with Mrs. Cole versus Big Swole. Okay, cool. Uh, the Casino Battle Royal match. Pay attention. I'm going to read the list of entrants once. Ugh. Pulling up the wiki now. 
So it's um, yeah, right. Uh, so it is. It's it's the same as all the other casino battle royals, uh, or or casino ladder matches, whatever the hell they are, where they're like dispensed in like pods of five. Uh, typical battle rules, battle royal rules, which is uh, you know over the top rope, feet at the floor, last man standing wins a future AEW World Championship match. We have Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix. The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana, Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and TBD. Oh. There, there's a lot of intriguing names in there. Uh, I think it'd be cool if they let Cage win another one of these uh, after he won the, the poker chip ladder match, whatever the hell it was called. Um, Eddie Kingston... Is one not to sleep on? Uh, I, I I think he could be a big time fucking main event heel, but uh, it, I I think Lance Archer wins this. It's 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 Archer time, baby. Uh, Ransom. I have no idea. Um. I think for funsies, I'm going to pick TBD. Okay, so you are, you are taking the wild card. Okay, yeah, why not? Well, he has four chances. That's, I mean, if you look at it from strictly a numbers standpoint, it's kind of smart. That's fair. Okay, so so you're taking the field. I don't know. All right, then that that's that's fine. Poot, what about you, buddy? Um, now let me get this straight. See if I can read these back off to you. Not looking at the wiki uh, at all. Uh, Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix. We didn't start the fire. The Butcher and the Blade, and Eddie, <laughs> Eddie Kingston, uh, as well as Austin Gunn, Billy, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, Sean Spears, Best Friends, and TBD. That's it. Okay. Um. I kind of feel like I really wanted to say Darby Allen. I really did. I really wanted to say Darby Allen to to take all this. But the the hype around Brian Cage Lance Archer is so big. Um I could see Lance Archer winning and challenging Brian Cage for the FTW belt. So the wiki does say AEW World Championship. Oh, okay. I don't know if this functions like the Feast or Famine briefcases, where you can just challenge for whatever. Or um, not Feast or Famine. Um, the uh, the the X Division thing, where you can sacrifice your thing to whatever. Um, I I, I think it's specific for the world title. Um. Wow. I wish we would have held this off until after, like, as one of the last things to pick. Well, here we are. Uh, well, thanks. Um, <laughs> I love how snarky you get when you're in a lead. But when you're not, you're like, oh, whatever. Who fucking cares? Um, let's see. Oh, like me. Yeah. Um, man, this is hard. You know what? I I know 
it, it's out on a limb, but we might as well keep this interesting. Um, I'm going to go with Darby Allen. All right. I'm going to go with Darby Allen. Not not because it's like a marquee, he's popular thing, but I'm like, I, I have a plan, and I'll explain it later. All right. Uh, Dark Order versus, which is uh, represented by Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, Scorpio Sky, and The Natural Nightmares. QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, I really wish that this would have been a, a five-way or at least a four-way TV title match. Um, I'm kind of bummed because even though I was down on Cody for you know doing what he did, at least Cody defended the title every week. Uh, ever since Brody Lee won the title, he hasn't defended it. So that's kind of a bummer, but that's okay. Uh, I like what Dark Order is doing, and I, and I think that they continue their... They're uh, they're winning ways, and I I I picked a dark order. Uh, Pootski. Um, I know it it feels. I I really wanted to to say um, Cardona Sky and the Natural Nightmares. Um, I really did. Um, because Matt Car, it's it's like. It's Matt Cardona's first pay-per-view thing. I, you know, it. This isn't for a title or anything, is it? It's just kind of like, yeah, it's an man some, tag, right? Some fuckery. Um, I'm gonna go with Dark Order as well. I'm gonna go with Dark Order. I and by the way, does it feel weird to anybody else that Colt Cabana's in with this whole thing? Yep, it feels weird. Like, it just does. I, I get it. Like, I get it. I'm not saying it's yeah. bad. I get it. But it's just... I'm like, Colt Cabana? Ew. You know? Ransom, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Team Cardona. Okay. So you were going I don't know why. The, uh... I'm just going for it. Well, and I mean, you know... Uh, uh, um, you know, smart money's on them getting vengeance for Cody... So, um, you know, I I understand that 100%. So, yeah, that's not a bad pick. Uh, all right. And just noting that down here. And Sky. Okay. So, um, the Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Uh, Young Bucks looking kind of heelish after last week. Um, so, now we have, like, the entire elite becoming heels, which is <laughs> weird that they're all kind of doing it at the same time. But whatever. Uh, as long as I see the fucking cleaner back by the end of the night, I don't care. Uh, so I believe that they are going to start gearing the Young Bucks up for at least an honest-to-God, like, shot at the titles. I know that they had one against uh, Omega and Hagman, and that was probably the match of the year so far. Uh, but I think that they're going to, you know, the, the Young Bucks feel like they have something to prove. So I, I feel like the Young Bucks are going to win this match. Um, it's going to be a lot closer than people think, but but I think that Young Bucks win it. Uh, Ransom? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Bucks. Bootsky. Um, I, I, again, this one, I'm like, I, I feel like Jurassic Express, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Beef, 
They're due, man. Like, there's, there's still, like, people love them, and I feel like they could eat all the pins in the universe. Because it seems like whenever they do lose, very rarely is it, like, super clean, like, squeaky clean. Um, I feel like they're due. Um, but the, it, it's the Bucks on a pay-per-view, and they're taking them, like you said, in a different direction, so... I, I I gotta go with the Bucks as well. I hate to I hate to do that. Like I I do, but like I gotta go Bucks as well. Yeah, and and you know, I, <coughs> excuse me. Ooh. It wouldn't shock me if they did um, start to push the heel thing a little. You know, I, I don't know. I I can't say heel. They may just be going more edgy. But like they didn't come out. And they didn't do the money pose. They. They didn't celebrate after the win. They were definitely like more like driven during the the eight man match on Dynamite. So I don't know, man. I, I got a feeling. Uh, in a broken rules match, which uh, apparently is no rules, I'm I'm not quite solid on that. Uh, we have Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, if Matt Hardy loses, he says that he will leave AEW. Um, so. I think they've announced which Matt Hardy it's supposed to be, and it's supposed to be like the 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 '90s Team Extreme Matt Hardy, um, which means he's definitely going to transform during the match, of course. Um, so, can I ask a question? Um, you may. Is it? I don't know how to phrase this really. Um, well, I guess two questions. Do you think Matt Hardy's done? No. 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 Literally, I, I watched the uh, interview with uh, Chris Van Vliet. Um, is it Vliet? I do this every time. Is it Vliet or Valet? I don't know, man. I can't remember. Well, I watched the interview with him, and Matt like has said he's like, the last couple years I have, and he very stressed years. That he has left to actually wrestle. That's what he wants to do. Like, he's not done. He's not retiring. Okay. So, I guess that segues into my next question is, is it, do you think they're going to pull one of those, like, the version that loses is gone? So, like, 90s Matt Hardy. Let's just say, for example, 90s Matt Hardy comes out wrestles the whole match as Team Extreme Matt Hardy and loses. A couple weeks go by and broken Matt Hardy comes back. Well, that version of Matt Hardy is done. That was going to be left AEW. That was going to be my I'm not point. Him. Yeah. Yeah, like I that's not me. I'm broken Matt Hardy. I'm well, so you know, broken I'm, Matt Hardy has said that he is a uh, that he is a vessel for the uh I forget what they call it, Damascus. So, yes. like, he acts like it's a completely separate person. So, that's not outside the realm of believability either. So, I mean, I think, I, when I'm thinking about it, that's my, I guess, thought on the whole thing is, is Matt Hardy could lose, Matt Hardy could lose, but, say, in a couple weeks or whatever, Damascus comes out. And it's that actual character, Damascus. Not Matt Hardy, not broken Matt Hardy, not a version of Matt Hardy. This is Damascus. I'm the true being, I'm the true, you know, vessel. 
Matt Hardy has left. He is gone. Damascus is here. So I could see Matt Hardy losing this match, but a completely different character emerges later on. I don't know. Well, and so here's my thought. Um, I, you know, when when I look at a wrestling card, I always look at, as all things should be, perfectly balanced. Faces and heels getting wins. You want a good mix of both, because you can't have all the good guys win. You obviously can't have all the bad guys win, especially since this is like their WrestleMania. This, you know, let's let, let's not mince words. This is AEW's big show. This 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 is the show that they were founded on. So, um, I being that I've picked so many faces or so so many um heels on the show, I picked Matt Hardy because first of all, I don't with as like. Sport heavy as AEW feels, they 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 feel like they're a lot more by the book. If that makes sense, like, yeah, it does. So I I don't think that they're gonna book Hardy to lose and then have Hardy come back as a different character. That's and I don't think that that's a bad out at all. And it would not shock me if that's the case. But just giving the 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 feeling that I get about how the elite kind of book and feel. I, I don't feel like they would do that. So I, you know, and, and, and I know that Matt Hardy is not going anywhere. He's just kind of just starting his AEW uh, career here. So I I believe that Matt Hardy will win. Uh, and it is uh, Poot's turn to pick first. Well, second. I'm going to go with Matt Hardy on this one. Oh. Yes. By the way, whenever on on the wiki, whenever I click on the broken rules met, it redirects to Last Man Standing. So oh, take okay. that for what you will. All right, um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Matt Hardy. I'm gonna go with Matt Hardy. I feel like I feel like it'll close the book on the Sammy Guevara thing, and then Guevara can go on to not not bigger and better things, but other things. So I'm gonna go with Hardy. Ransom. Um, I feel like I want to go with Guevara because I don't know. I just have that sneaking suspicion that they'll pull some sort of like, okay, Matt Hardy's out. This new character is, is here. This is the true me. And then Matt Hardy finishes out his career as this culmination of whatever he's become. But I don't know that I can convince myself that that's the way to go. Plus, I think that, you know, after the chair shot, Effery, I think that, that Matt Hardy beats him. Like, retribution for the thing. I don't know. I'm going to go with Matt Hardy. I think we'll see how deep uh, AEW's doghouse goes on this one, too. Um, I think it's a little bit too soon since Sammy's coming back. To have him pick up a big win like this. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. It could be like, you know, time served. Dude was off TV. He did his classes or whatever, and he's better now. You don't think they'll pull a, a Triple H all a um, curtain call thing and, you know, continue the burial? Uh, I, you think know, they're going to say, I mean, okay, you know what? Like you said, time served. You did your penance. You're back. 
So, I mean, you, I, I don't care who you are. If you have a major pay-per-view match on, like, the biggest show of the year in a singles match, in a gimmick match, win, lose, or draw, you're not getting buried. You could go out there and, like, get just owned by Matt Hardy. And you still competed in a pay-per-view match, singles match, one-on-one, in a gimmick match at the and, biggest pay-per-view of the year. And that's, that's just, not a burial. I was going to say losing to someone like Matt Hardy is not in any way like a big thing. Like like in the sense of like a big thing that's going to be like, ooh, they're really throwing him under the bus, you know? It's not like losing in two minutes to the Ultimate Warrior. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay, right, fair enough. So, women's title match. Um, these these. So, the the undercard, I think, has a very solid feel to it. Um, the main events, though, like the upper card, the title matches, are where I think the money is on this pay per view. Uh, we get Hikaru Shida. Uh, this, this, so this is for the AEW women's title, not the NWA, only exclusively the AEW women's title. We have the reigning champion Hikaru Shida versus the NWA women's champion, uh, uh, Thunder Rosa. Um, Thunder Rosa looks really, really good on uh, Dynamite. And uh, she is a blue chipper through and through. She knows what the hell she's doing, and she's a great wrestler. She's got a great look, great gimmick. The only thing from stopping me from picking her is the fact that she's not an AEW talent. I'm not saying that she could very well win, and she could have both titles, and then, you know, oh no, you know, she's going to show up on NWA Power with the AEW Women's Title? Who knows? Like, so that doesn't create a that that does create a little bit of intrigue. But at the end of the day, um, you have a talent from outside of your organization coming in and facing your champion. Logic dictates that you put your champion over. Uh, not only that, but Hikaru Shida has had a pretty short reign so far, and AEW has proven that they are not one to hot potato titles. So I believe that Hikaru Shida will beat Thunder Rosa in what could be potentially the match of the night. Uh, Ransom. Same. I, man, just think about how interesting that would make life and how interesting that would make, like, the dynamic of the wrestling world. This could be something where they start to shake things up and be like, our title's gone and it's in another promotion. And this could, like, I mean, there's already the establishment of talent exchange. You know what I mean? Well, let's point. not forget that the Bucks have held the AAA t- that tag team titles, and that Kenny Omega was like the AAA like grand champion or whatever the hell too. So, like, well, you know what? I, there, you know, there's always tomorrow. There's always other reigns for the Bard. I'm gonna step outside of you guys. I'm gonna say Thunder Rosa. That's not a bad pick, man. Like I said, I. It's it, it's it, one of those it, things it would that not it's, shock me. it's a little bit more of going out on a limb, but it's it's a, a really solid limb. Like, you could see them pulling this because, like you said, it's their big show. Like, it's it's their, it's their like, keynote show of the year. It's Having effectively, her win, you know, sorry, well, I was going to yeah, say I mean, it's effectively the, the, the end of their fiscal year, as you, as one would say. Right. Having her win would be very avant-garde. Um, it would be very progressive. And, you know, that's kind of what AEW... 
is has been very progressive. But on the flip side, I think AEW kind of books by the numbers a lot too. So like you know, the face is going to win the blow off match. You know, the heel is going to keep smarmy and continue on the being fact, sniveling. Like that's the fact that we're having this discussion is is I think a feather in the cap of AEW. Agreed. Like seriously, and, and kudos to them for kudos to them for saying, you know what? Like, yeah, we have a great women's division, but we want to put like this this show on the map. We're gonna go out and do something that we did at the original All In, which is bring in you know some of the best talent from around the world, regardless of promotion. Um, so yeah, I uh, you know and remember, me. oh, Cody held yeah. the NWA title, and I understand they weren't AEW true. yet, but it's true. The the other the, the one thing that just hit me, you know who may be in the fucking battle royal, and would not shock me if they won. Who? Tessa Blanchard. Oh fuck! Oh, I've got the TBD. He does. So that would that that's a that's that's an interesting call. All right. So um okay. So so what's going on one with the Thunder Rosa there? Okay. Uh, tag team title match. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, the champions, versus uh, FTR. Um, man, like hard call. This is this is probably the toughest one. No, I think the tough one's the toughest one's the main event, man. But this is you're right. You're 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 not wrong. Um, but to me, this is like the writing is on the wall. Um, like they've set Hangman Page up to be the fucking fall guy to be the bad guy that he's in with FTR and then like they pull that fucking brilliant promo out of nowhere on on Thursday where they're like we're not in his head he's in his own head and they have Adam Page looking all fucking disheveled and like oh what am I gonna do who am I where am I oh I'm so drunk like why am I why is the hangman um so like they, they did a great job I'm telling you man if we do not see the fucking cleaner on Saturday night, we are never going to see the cleaner on AEW. Now is the time where, like, it looks like Paige and, 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 and Kenny are coming together, and then, boom, out of nowhere, uh, Omega hits him with the fucking uh, um, flash knee, uh, the, the V-trigger, uh, and then just walks away on him. Uh, and the, uh, the FTR win. Um, and plus, I mean, I think that the cleaner... So, let me put this... Uh, this this mental image in your minds, uh, a stable headed up by Tully Blanchard, which includes the likes of the AEW Tag Team Champions, the FTR, the uh, AEW TV Champion Sean Spears, and the AEW World Champion the Cleaner Kenny Omega. How fucking badass does that sound? Uh, now, for the people that don't know, or maybe not, you know, strictly following AEW too closely, <clears throat> um, what what's the cleaner? <laughs> The cleaner oh. is Kenny Omega's gimmick from uh, New Japan. When he was in the he Bullet was just Club. Kind of, right, he, he was a Bullet Club leader. Uh, he, he was kind of a, a shit-eating heel. Um, just kind of fucking did work, man. Like, he, 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 he was all business, no smiles. Like, he just went out there and annihilated the people. Gimmick, the gimmick um, was supposed to be as part of the Bullet Club because they were like that. They were like a gang. He was supposed to be that silent hitman that, like, you know, 
initially that's what he was. He would he would wear the gla- the sunglasses and gloves and like long jacket and he was just the guy to like that was the silent killer. Like Beep said he would go out and kill people. But then it turned into the literal cleaner. Right with the fucking like what was it, like a broom or a mop or some shit. Like um oh, the broom. The broom. And yeah. like a bucket yeah. like full of like various sundries. Yep. So like uh yeah, so so that that, that would be like Kenny Omega's like badass heel turn, which I think is much needed at this point. Uh but Outside of fantasy booking the new Four Horsemen in AEW, uh, I, I I am picking FTR. I think that uh, yeah, uh, we're we're definitely gearing up for I think Bucks and FTR probably at uh, double or nothing next year. Uh, so I think the seeds begin to be planted now. But yeah, FTR for the win. Uh, Pootski. Absolutely FTR. I think they need this. I think it would be wonderful. And I think they would have a fun run and just imagine the matches with the Bucks. Uh-huh. Ransom. Same. All right. Easy picks, apparently. All right. Uh, Mimosa Mayhem. Oh. Which, again, for those who may have missed it earlier, yeah, pinfall, submission, or your opponent gets tossed into a giant vat of Mimosa, which obviously will not be Mimosa. It may be Mimosa. Who knows? But but I, but I can't imagine them storing you know like that many gallons of mimosa in the uh, the Florida temperatures all night. If Jericho has anything to do with it. It'll be legit mimosa, and he'll drink some. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So I. This is a tough call, man. Um. Because. I think they value Orange Cassidy. And I think that they're putting him over in the right way. But I just don't see him as a main event guy. And... I I waffled on this one a couple times. I think Jericho wins. Um, And that's tough because this is the rubber match. But yeah, I think I think I think Jericho wins. Um, I don't know if Orange. So I, I think that Jericho will win. I think that he'll probably tap out Orange to the uh, to the Lion Tamer. But then after the match, Orange will throw Jericho into the the vat of Mimosa. Uh, Ransom. Uh, I don't know why. I'm gonna say Orange Cassidy. Just for funsies. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Now, like I said, I, this, this, this is a tough pick, but I just... I, given Jericho's track record in, in AEW, I just I, I have a hard time believing it. I think, think you are underselling Orange Cassidy's ability and possible versatility in the upper echelons of AEW, which admittedly, a match against Jericho kind of already puts him there, but like, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy as well um, because um, like I can see the thing with Orange Cassidy, the reason that a lot of people don't see him as a main eventer is because of the gimmick. It, it re- really like and, and the lineage of the gimmick because there there's a lot of comedy wrestling there. There's a lot of, you know, kind of goofiness. 
and the whole nine yards. But when he works, motherfucker is a killer in ring talent. Like he can go. It, it, it. I. I think his talent speaks to himself, and I think the character, because he's so lackadaisical and goofy, when he does actually get serious and busts out moves, it's more impactful, and it lends a serious undertone to that character. It's like the, 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 the monk who sits there calm with all the chaos going around him, and with one or two swipes, he ends the battle. Like, it really. Like, I, it's that vibe. I'm not saying it's that exact thing. I'm not trying to put him on this high pedestal. But it's that thing of, like, he's so chill, he's so relaxed and goofy, that, like, when he gets serious, he, he's like, it, it's almost like the juggernaut. Like, he just goes. um, and And he's very viable. Also... The path that you could take with him is have him drop that gimmick and, like, become a shit, the shittest of eating heels. Like, and, and like, actually cut promos and, like, come to the ring in a suit. Like, do the Jericho thing from years past. Have him be, like, corporate Orange Cassidy, for lack of a better term. Suits, proper flashy ring gear, really, like drops all the like shin kick stuff and the goofy crap and then have him lose and then bring him back as the old school orange Cassidy. People will love him. You can just run this character for years. It has a great track. So the fact that you say that you don't see orange Cassidy as main event talent, I think is a, is putting the cart before the horse a little bit. So that's why I'm going with Cassidy. I mean, let's not forget have- too that. Well, it's fantasy booking. How fun would it be to see him turn into that, you know, corporate guy where he wears the suits and everything and becomes part of the AEW's Four Horsemen? I mean, so it would come I, out of nowhere. I hope that I'm wrong about Orange Cassidy and <laughs> Randy Orton. I, I hope that, it, that, that I'm wrong about Orange Cassidy and, and I hope that he, because I love the character. Uh, and, and I think that everything he's done with Jericho has been great. Some of it a little formulaic, but, you know, nonetheless, still very entertaining. So, you know, there, 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 there is nothing, there, there is little not to like about Orange Cassidy. I, I just, the, the depth is there, or the depth is not there, and I think that's the problem for me. Alright, so, uh, coming to the main event of All Out, we have the champion. The incumbent, John Moxley, uh, wearing the belt since his defeat of Chris Jericho in uh, at Revolution in February, versus the challenger, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, MGF 2020, bitches. Um, gosh. This, this was the toughest pick of the night for me. Because every... Iota I have in my body tells me that MGF is ready. He and and he's probably the right choice. If I'm being real, having MJF win this title right now. Ransom, you see is, the cards he's playing, really trying to manipulate. No, I'm I'm not manipulating. I'm I'm throwing out honest opinions here. I I believe that MJF should be the guy who wins. Based upon 
Because, I mean, and again, I'm a Moxley guy. My first AEW shirt that I purchased was a John Moxley shirt. So, like, I really enjoy John Moxley, and I love his work. I love what he does. But this angle has been 100% on the back of MJF. And he has made it the best angle over the last month. Um, but, like, when it comes to brass tacks, and it comes to... How does MJF beat Moxley? There's not a way that I can answer that question. Yes, so uh, just for, for knowledge, the um, the Paradigm Shift DDT is barred from... Uh, he, Moxley cannot use it. I don't know if he'll get disqualified. I, I don't know how all that will sift out. If, if the stipulation was that Moxley, if Moxley used the DDT, he would lose the title, I might fall more on this towards MJF. But I gotta believe that something's gonna happen with Wardlow. Either Wardlow blows the spot or Wardlow straight up turns on MJF uh, and, and um, cost him the match. I, you know... I think, again, AEW is not one to hot potato titles. They like to make their titles mean something, and that's awesome. Like, good on them. It, it's tough, but I, but I, I am going to pick John Moxley in this one. Uh, Poot. I, I'm going to oppose you. I'm going to say MJF. I think it's time. Um... I, I I understand Wardlow being an X factor in there. It's gonna shoot me in the foot. I just know it. But I'm gonna go with MJF on this one. I I just I feel like it's time. He is one of, if not arguably, the hottest talent that they have. Like he makes waves. He gets eyes on the product. He is entertaining, and he is unflappable with living his gimmick. He is a show stealer. He is a show stopper. I will, if I know MJF is going to be on the, the program, I will pause whatever I'm doing to watch him cut a promo. I could listen to that man read the phone book and call me a dickhead afterwards. Like, he, he's, I, I think it's time. Because if he doesn't get it, what then? Like, not, nothing against Moxley. I think Moxley's had a killer run. I think he's a really good... Uh, I think he's, he's, he's a good champion. He's a really great, fun babyface. But I feel like if he got knocked off the pedestal to build his way back up, I feel like that is would make Moxley multiple times over better once he does get that belt again and people will pop super super hard i really feel like it's mjf's time it's mjf's turn mjf 2020 mjf ransom uh i'm torn between poots argument and beef's argument but, I was going to say, we've heard two pretty impassioned arguments here on both sides of the coin, and both are absolutely valid. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think when it boils down for me in this pick... TBD. <laughs> it's, yeah, TBD. <laughs> um, 
I think it's strictly to oppose beef. Um, just to see how many I get and how many he doesn't. Uh, so I'm going to say MJF. My other thought process, just, just, just to be clear, is that when I look at potential world title contenders, I start lining up all the bad guys in my, in my head. Archer, Cage, you know, uh, probably, you know, maybe Jericho, um, Brody Lee. You know, and then I look at the 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 potential good guy, and oh, oh, oh yeah, a potential um, heel Kenny Omega. I look at the good guys. You know who you got? Um, well, the TBD whoever wins that match. Right. You 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 have probably Darby Allen. I guess he's Ooh. he's he's a good guy. Uh, he obviously John Moxley's a, a main event good guy. Cody Rhodes, but he can't he can't hold the title anymore. Um, so, like, the rogues gallery on AEW, the, the villainous side of things is much hotter than the good guy side of things. So, like, plus, like I said, man, this is, this, this is, like, kind of going right according to the plan I talked about a couple months ago about Kenny Omega executing a heel turn, getting the title, and being the guy, but as the heel. And then finally, to wrap up our picks... We are picking next week's uh, NXT Super Tuesday 2 main event, which is Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Uh, whichever man wins this match will have the distinction of being a two-time NXT champion, which is very, very uh, said in hushed tones. It's, the it's, only other two-time... Yes, yeah, Samoa Joe mm -hmm. and Nakamura. Yep, and the only reason that they were two-time champions is because they, like, bounced the title back and forth off of each other. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, this, to me, th this is a bigger deal than those two hot potato in the title, because that's basically what happened is they hot potato the title a couple times. To me, this is saying you are the guy that we talk about when we talk about NXT. You're the guy that comes to mind. You're the like even though we've had we have had two time champions in the past, like you're the guy that I think is synonymous with NXT. And whenever I put all that together, I love Adam Cole, baby. But at the end of the day, Finn Balor is black and gold born, black and gold bred, and I think when he dies, he'll be black and gold dead. I believe oh. that Finn Balor will be the NXT champion after next week. And if nothing else, it sets up a match whenever Killer Cross comes back, Karrion Cross comes back to absolutely wreck Finn Balor. So I'm going with Finn Balor. Uh, who picked that up? Uh, Poot. Nope, Ransom. Ransom first. Uh, uh. <sighs> I don't know. Um, oh, hell, I don't know. Um, I think just to be a contrarian again to beef, I'm going to go with Adam Cole. Baby. I just, Oops. for some reason, I see, sorry. You're fine. Do your thing. 
for some reason, I just, I think what you say has a lot of, I honestly, I think when it comes down to it, Finn Balor is probably the better choice. And I, I can see that happening. I can see that being more likely than Adam Cole, but for some reason, something sticks in my head saying, okay, they were going to do something with either breaking up undisputed era or sending Adam Cole to the main roster. Maybe they'll put that on hold. They'll have him win the title. They'll have Cross come back from his injury, plaster Adam Cole, and that'll be Adam Cole's swan song, and he'll shuffle off to the main roster at that point. I, I don't know why. That just that sticks in my head for some reason. I have a feeling I'm dead wrong, but I'm still going with Adam Cole. Poot. The Bard, baby. Uh, I'm actually going to side with Beef on this one. I'm going to say Balor because... Like, look, I love Adam Cole, and it would be awesome to see that belt back on him again. But I'm going to tell you something. Balor Ooh. has been at a very consistently good level, even in loss in NXT. But his initial, you know, uh, his his plan of attack when he came out and cut that promo as the prince um what are the his mission statement uh you know i i feel like he never he he got to the dance but no one ever asked him to be the partner like he never closed there was no closing i think this is the moment to close for balor and have him rule nxt with an iron fucking fist whether it's him alone, whether he puts together a, a, you know, not calling it Balor Club, but puts together a little stable. Whether he's enigmatic and defends the belt rarely and, you know, whatever. I think that Balor holding that belt and having a run with it would be a very, very good thing for NXT and a very good thing for Balor. And inevitably, a very good thing for Karrion Cross to come back and defeat the demon. So, I'm going to go with Balor. I don't think we'll see the demon again. Uh, I don't uh, know. I, I think if anyone could bring it out, it would be Karrion Cross. Balor said that he doesn't want to do it again, um, which is disappointing because I love the demon. And, and it could just be Balor playing coy and trolling the IWC, which would not shock me because he's a smart dude. He gets it. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think I think that this whole, like, Prince persona of his is is as good as The Fiend. I, I would, or, oh my goodness, uh, as, as The Demon. I think that he needs a little bit something extra to, to, to kind of send him over a little bit. Maybe do some face paint here and there for the big matches. But yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I I can see how him being worried about being the demon would make him a one-trick pony and a one-note guy. And he doesn't want to be that. Um, but you're not wrong. Like, the guy to do it would be Cross. But I believe, as you do, that you give Finn a nice, healthy, long title reign here. Until Cross is ready. And even once Cross is ready, probably a couple more months. Let Cross sit on the shelf and work out, get swole, whatever. And then have him 
like start dropping like little fucking like raven's feathers or the fucking like um sands of time or whatever like just little bits here and there letting balor know that he's watching him that he's there and then just have him like rip him apart like fucking a phone book man just have him destroy finn balor like finn balor who has owned the nxt roster for you know eight months 12 months whatever just have cross come out and just obliterate him that I think would be best for business, and that would be star making. Well, and it would also um, put it would also put Cross back in that holy fuck mode because this injury. Whenever you have a heel that you've built up or a big monster that you've built up like that, whenever you have them get injured, it very much humanizes them. Even even right. though he cut that amazing promo and kept his like his character's composure. And kept mm-hmm. and kept the mystery and strength behind Karrion Cross. It still made you go, "Oh, he's just a man." It would completely rebuild that if he if he wrecked Balor, right? And that I think is going to happen. But in order for that to mean anything, Balor has to have a decent title reign. So yeah, that's that that's that's my mo. Um, all right, so gentlemen, we are at last call. All right, last call for anybody, alcohol. Three, two, one, locked in. All right. Anybody want to change their picks? Nope. Uh, go back. Just go back through the matches real quick. Okay. Uh, the battle so, royal. I'm good. I'm not changing anything on that. Okay. So uh, uh, we we all have Baker. Uh, battle royal. I have Archer. Poot has Darby Allen. You have TBD. Uh, we all have no. Uh, Poot and I have Dark Order. You have the Natural Nightmares, Cardona, and uh, Scorpio Sky. We all have the Bucks. We all have Hardy. Uh, uh, I want to change mine from the Bucks to to, to Dinosaur Jurassic Face. Express. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. We all have Hardy. Uh, you and I have Sheeta. Poot has Thunder Rosa. We all uh, have I'm going to change mine to Thunder Rosa as well. Just for giggles. Uh, we all have FTR. I have Jericho, you two have Orange Cassidy. I have Moxley, you two have MJF. I have Balor, Poot has Balor, you have Cole. I'm good. I'm good now. Okay. So you have officially locked in your vote to Jurassic Express, beating the Bucks and Thunder Rosa, beating uh, Hikaru Shida. So those are the picks. Uh, we will see what happens. Uh, either way, like I said, it, it's going to be a great card. It's going to um, be amazing. Like I said, the, the, the undercard has enough of like a, 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 a nice little like pop. But yeah, the, uh, the, the, main, the, the title matches in the main events are going to be what, what you live for on that, on, on, on that card. So I know we talked about it before, but just based on this AEW card alone... Regardless of who wins and who loses, I, I, I can't see how this doesn't blow any WWE pay-per-view this year out of the water. Like, I really think it will. I think this will be better than any pay-per-view that WWE has put on. I, I really think so, too. I think they're really, like, just the content of any of these given matches, I think, is going to be, um, is, is going to be a, a well above average. Um, I think the only match that I think, 
might be a little uh might be a little fucky is the uh eight man tag match. Just because when you get so many people in there, you know, I it it, it can get a little uh it can get a little floofy and AEW admittedly, and you can argue this against me, admittedly AEW does tend to get a little loose with botches and stuff. Like yes. they get they get a little they they get a little sloppy sometimes. But I think you know, and maybe this is me justifying it, and maybe this might be a little uh a little uh uh for a little too forgiving. I, I think it's part of the charm. Um Yeah. You know I think you're right. And and you have so many people from so many walks of the wrestling world working together who don't know each other super intimately. But I think as time goes on a little bit more, we're going to start seeing people getting to know each other, their styles, and being able to communicate better. And we're going to see that clean up. I think it's growing pains, I think would be a better way to put it. Uh, that's a very salient point. So I do want to kind of I... get your guys' over-under on whether or not you think Renee Young makes her AEW debut at this event. If she cannot. If it's what? She cannot. Uh, she nope. she had her 90 she day? Uh, she, she didn't say 90 day, but she said, um, I think she said something like fairly long or fairly extensive, something like that. Now, again, that may be Renee trolling the audience, but I think before she even said that, uh, Meltzer or Satine or somebody reported that she had a fairly um, large, and that and that's not just a W Ring of Honor. That that's like anybody. So like she can't, as far as I know, she can't just like go and show up on like you know CBS Sports or Fox Sports or ESPN. I I think that this applies like around the bend. Now is that yeah, so, um, is that like an on-screen personality, or could she show up in the audience and they just happen to catch a glimpse of her watching her husband? That's a that's a gray area that I'm pretty sure that Tony Khan's not going to want to play with. Uh, yeah. If 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 we're being real, like Vince showing Vince and Triple H and Co. showing Britt Baker in the crowd at Takeover was one thing but i think that that would be something different i don't know man like tony khan has more money than this mcmahon so like i'm not saying that he's afraid of him money wise but like i think between tony khan well from tony khan to vince mcmahon i think i think there's a mutual respect where he doesn't want to try and like piss in vince's yard um, I think the closest they came was Jericho and, like, trying to get The Undertaker at StarCast 2 or whatever it was a couple of years ago before Undertaker signed that fucking mammoth deal with WWE. That was probably the closest they've come. I, I really think that AEW knows that they have to, like, forge their own thing. So, I, it, it wouldn't shock me if eventually she, she shows up and be and, and, and becomes like a regular part of the commentary team, like C.A. Shivani. I love you, Tony, but you know, oh. Renee Young's better. But uh, yeah, it wouldn't shock me. But yeah, not not this soon. I, however, am wondering if Bork Laser shows up. 
Oh, oh no! You know, I didn't even think about him. Oh, uh, is, he, is he in the TBD? Oh no! He, he's, and he just he's a free agent. Everybody, because let's face it, he's, if Brock Lesnar is going to come into your company, he's going to negotiate a title because that's where the money's at. So, so if Tony Khan wants to bring him in, he's probably going to say, "All right, I'll come in." But I'll win this battle royal thing, and then at the next event, no. like I won't show up again until the next event. And the next Lesner event, I'll win the title. Lesnar doesn't care about Lesnar doesn't care about wins and losses, man. Lesnar cares about money and how many days off he gets. Here's here's the thing, though. I think if you're gonna pay out the wazoo for Brock Lesnar, you're gonna want to tout that performance. You know, like you're gonna want to say, hey. Don't miss Brock Lesnar at all out. You don't just want to have it be like, oh my god, Brock Lesnar's here. Because yes, that would be a huge shock factor. What's Brock Lesnar doing in the AEW area? But well, I mean... I see your point I, there, yeah. but wouldn't you want him to show up as a surprise, say, in this Battle Royal, win, and then he's gone for who knows how long, and... Then at like double or nothing, that's when he's going to cash in that win, and that's where you do your big advertising. Because if they're going to play maybe the Vince McMahon game by the next double or nothing, when is that? Uh, April or May. May. So May. Let's say Tony Khan is banking on saying, "Okay, we're going to have bigger crowds in May." Let's just say he's hedging his bets on that. Would it not make business sense? To bring Bork Laser in now, Brock Lobster, Rex faces in this battle royal, win this title opportunity, and then he goes away. You know he's got that title opportunity. You have time to do whatever you want to do with whoever's going to win that title. You have time to play it out between the champion and whoever. You have time to run storylines, and then at double or nothing. That's when you start advertising, saying, okay, we're, we're going to bank on there being bigger crowds. Maybe we're going to bank on there being some sort of vaccine. COVID, again, all boils down to COVID. And we want Bork Laser to win that title at a big event in front of a big crowd. That's going to be in May. There's a lot of time for a lot of things to happen. That's where your big money is. I mean, it, like Brock Lesnar more so than anybody else is a huge variable. Like, I'm talking huge variable. Like So there are two sides to this coin. I'm sorry, go ahead, Boot. You're, you're making No, you're point, fine. Go ahead. So there are two sides to this coin. One is that, again, we, we know the EVPs of AEW are wrestling fans. Their fingers are on the pulse of the business. They see and hear people's frustration with what Brock Lesnar is, what he was, but there is no denying facts, and that is that Brock Lesnar is an honest-to-God draw. Yeah. When he's around, pay-per-view numbers are higher. People buy more when Lesnar's in town. I love him or hate him. He's an attraction. So, I don't know, man. Like, I... I 
And like you know, I I read reports that said you know AEW has had no contract talks with Brock Lesnar or Renee Young. But I mean, obviously, you're gonna throw that out there to throw people off the trail because you want it to be a huge surprise. Um, and if you're gonna have it be a huge surprise, you're gonna keep it a super hush hush. <laughs> Ooh, pardon me. Only a few people in AEW are gonna know about this, and they're not gonna leak it because they're gonna want to keep it hush hush because they're gonna want to make their big money, their big surprise on it. And, you know, I don't know, what biggest, what bigger of a surprise would it be if Brock Lesnar shows up in this TBD slot and just tosses people and wins it? I, I just feel like that would not be a service. Um, as big of a draw as Lesnar is, I, if, if I'm Tony Khan... You know, you're you're probably not not going to sign Lesnar to a deal because he's probably going to want kajillions of dollars. You're probably going to give him like a per diem, like on a you know per appearance basis. So, you know, I I wouldn't want to shell out like two million dollars for one appearance that you're not going to advertise. That that's what I'm saying. Now, now if you do lock him in a contract, then yeah, you you have a little bit more to play with. But I just you know. I love so I'm I'm a Brock Lesnar guy. On the podcast, I think that you would argue that I'm the guy that like backs Brock Lesnar the most. I see the most in him, and I, and I, I do I do enjoy Brock Lesnar. I just don't think that him and AEW are a good fit. But if Tony Khan thinks that him and eyeballs on the product are a good fit, then you know my point. Yeah, but and everybody else's viewpoint is irrelevant. Yeah, but then you're drifting in the Vince McMahon territory where you're just looking for... Now, and I understand AEW's in a different situation where they don't have the amount of viewership versus WWE. Even though they're drifting closer and closer and closer, they could still use that bump. And I, I, I just don't want to see it become that because I feel like Brock Lesnar has that because you said he is a draw, just him himself is a draw. I'm mm -hmm. worried that that would then turn into, we got to kowtow to Brock Lesnar. Right. And, and, and yep. I'm going to tell you something. The fans of AEW, if they bring in Brock Lesnar and he just starts wrecking shop like that, and he's not like down with the surfs in the mud, like actually having wins and losses and having people contest him and stuff. And he just wins, 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 wins. There's going to be a backlash of epic fucking proportions and it could ruin AEW. But I think to that argument, Brock Lesnar, like you said, doesn't care about wins and losses. He cares all about the payday. So I think Brock Lesnar will take all the losses in the world in AEW. If he walks out of there with a loss and a, and a pocket full of money, he doesn't care what that WRL says. I, I honestly believe that Brock Lesnar probably, if he shows up in AEW for whatever amount of time he's there, one year, two years, however many times he's there, if, it's, if he loses every single match but walks away with a fat sack of money, I don't think he cares. I, so see, I don't I kinda, think you're going to have the. I don't how think much more money Goldberg. does that fucker need? I'm, well, I'm going to walk him back. Want are two different things. But I'm, I don't think I'm he's going to be a my, Goldberg. I like you know what I'm I mean. Like, walk we're my go, point hold back on for a, a second. All right, okay. well, hold on. Um, 
like, I don't, you know, Goldberg negotiating wins and losses because Goldberg sees himself as the superhero. And wins and losses mean something to him. I think at the end of the day, wins and losses mean little. It might mean something, but I think it means less than the payday does to Brock Lesnar. So here's the only thing I'll say. Like, yes, Maybe I'm I, wrong. I, I agree. I think, I think that Lesnar sees dollars and cents, not wins and losses. But at the same time, you have to be very cognizant, especially whenever you're a guy like Brock Lesnar, of protecting your brand. So right now, he's a guy who has wrecked shop on WWE. And yes, he's lost a couple times. He lost to Rollins twice. He lost to Reigns. He lost to McIntyre. That's pretty much about it. But like his, he, he's known as the guy that's going to show up and be the bull in the china shop. Suddenly, if you show up at AEW, let's say, six times over the course of two years, and you lose four out of those six matches to guys who are, let's be honest, considerably smaller than, than WWE guys, I think that hurts your brand as Brock Lesnar, so that you can't then turn around and be like, hey, you know what? So we're going with the size thing. Big... Fuck you, Pat McAfee. But... <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I, I, at the end of that two-year contract, you can't then be like, I demand all this money, because people are like, no, man, you, you got wrecked by fucking Darby Allen, And I'm not... That's that's a that that's that's a forced uh, you know a forced example. I think, but like you know, I think they would do a really good job if, let's say, it did come to that with Darby Allen. I I think they would do a really good job of making sure that Darby Allen gave Brock Lesnar a fight, but Brock would still come out on top. Like Brock would come out way worse for wear, but he would still win. Like, I think they would be smart about how they booked Brock Lesnar and how they booked mm -hmm. the opponents of Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah, like, they're not going to throw Brock Lesnar in a match with Jungle Boy. No. Like, that's no. not going to happen. They're going to throw their no. biggest, heaviest or, hitters in. Or Tiny McTinerson, who's with them. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, you're, you're, they're not going to throw those matches together. They'll put their big guys against Brock Lesnar. You know, not big as in size, but big as in, you know, legitabilities. The name, right. Yeah. Like, they'll put that in. They'll put that in there with him. They won't put uh, just nobodies. Right. So, I just just real quick, I'll, I'll throw out my predictions for the, for the TBD. Uh, you guys can or not. I don't care. Uh, this is just absolute fantasy booking. But I think you get two big surprises. Uh, one temporary, one kind of permanent, uh, a goofy guy, and then a, um, a return. So I think we see, like, the Hurricane as, like, the goofy guy, or, like, Glacier or somebody. Oh, uh, Glacier would be great. Glacier Both of them have been, them be have been awesome. involved before. Um, Glacier, Glacier would be a good one, because he's been in, he, he was in, I think, the last one. I would love um, Glacier to be in there. The, um... I think I think that the uh, fuck I lost my train of thought. So glacier I think would be the, like or or hurricane one of the two of them would be the goofy ones. Yep. Um, I think you'd see maybe because who who are we not talking about? Who 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 are we not mentioned in months about AEW and you know one of the fucking biggest free agents of all time, but CM Punk. Uh, oh. so I think that would be a great like find for them. I uh, don't realistically. Yeah. You don't. You don't. 
Dude, that is the most fantasy booked fantasy fantasy of all fantasy times. I don't saying, think you don't think he'll ever show up there, or just not, not at this ever. One? I don't think it's. I do like well. To be fair, you know the 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 media the press has died down on Punk, so I mean, you know it's so would now be the time to bring him in because there's not a whole lot of buzz. Well, no, and that's surprise. that that was going to be my point is that it's like oh okay well the buzz has died down so like you know it's within the realm of somewhat feasible feasibility but like I don't I just don't see it happening and i really hope i'm wrong i'm 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 sitting here freely admitting that i hope i'm wrong um right. but i don't i i don't know oh, yeah. man because no, if punk, punk's in there punk, punk has lesnar. to win oh, punk yeah, has to sure. win like punk and lesnar are like my long shots uh the one that i think could actually happen would be tessa blanchard uh would not shock me to see her come in and would not shock me to see her come in and win and uh the other would be uh, a returning uh, Pac. Pac, oh, if you will. Pac. Now, I know that travel shit visas and all that are still kind of murky with COVID because nothing's getting better over here. So people that are, like, safe in other countries are, are, are like, oh, fuck, no, I'm not going to jeopardize that. But, oh, yeah. You know, uh, it's 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 not outside the realm of believability. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's the, 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 those are my thoughts. Do it as you will. Well, I, that's that's interesting. I mean that that those are interesting points, and like I I'm excited to see now. When is uh, all out? Just Saturday for night. folks who are listening. Yes, Saturday. Uh, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what time. Probably uh, no. Uh, they Did they like seven or eight. TV. I think I think the kickoff starts at like oh fuck. Uh, I think I think it starts at seven. Uh, starts proper. Um, that's yeah, the kickoff, it, that, not the regular show. Uh, let me see what CBS Sports and has to say. That's on Bleacher Report. Hashtag not sponsored. Eight PM. Uh, Eight PM. Pay per view starts. Oh. Br live for for forty nine ninety nine. Save ten bucks. That's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be so good. How much? Forty nine ninety nine. Versus traditional pay per view, which is fifty nine ninety nine. Fucking gimmick stealers, you bastards! Bastards stealing be our, our live. gimmick. No, I'm. I'm also be our live. I, Give us a call. We'll we'll talk, dudes. I'm absolutely like hyped for this show. It's like I've got a I've got a day on the road, uh, and then uh, I'm gonna come back and get to watch a killer pay per view. I'm so hyped, I can't handle it. Like. It's going to be a good one. This is going to be something special. I can feel it in my bones. I agree. I think yeah. I think I think we're in for a really really great night. Absolutely. Well, what do you guys say we wrap this up in a nice little burrito ransom? Why don't you do your ransom thing and uh go ahead and tell the sponsors and all the sponsors and sponsors. Are you want me to do this cuz it's not it never goes well. Well, I know, but that's part of the charm. Do it. Oh, okay. Well, I got to think of who they are. You, that one, you want that me one, to say this to Dennis Leary? We want to thank you to Fleshlight.com. You, you <laughs> okay. All right, so you porn. Thank you for the endorsement. Wait, no, that's not right. Casual Gaming Dad. Tiger Bomb Tom. 
Thank you for doing like things and stuff. It is. It's kind of like you porn for video games. So check it out. It's free. Uh, look at them. Watch them do stuff. It's fun things. John Tischler with IWC and Clearfield. They do drive-in shows because, hell, do that as opposed to, you know, watching people's buttholes on freaking WWE screen mania brother. Uh, you know, it's better. Do those things. So thank you to the sponsors. Buy a shirt off of Casual Gaming Dad's Corner page uh, with Gould Gaming. They do things as well. And uh, send that $49.99 our way. Bleacher Report. Yeah, yeah, stealing jumper mumble rumbles. <laughs> Stupid jumper mumbles. All yeah, right. yeah oh, the jumper mumbles. Thank you very much. You heard him. Thank you very yeah. much, <laughs> Ransom. Oh, Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thank you very much. This has been a great episode. We're going to see how things play out. Maybe, just maybe, things are going to come down to uh, the NXT pay-per-view. Who knows? We'll find out. I'm doubting out. that. I'm, I'm yeah, well, in complete we'll confidence that at the end of AEW, Beef has it locked in. I don't think we're going to win. Um, I picked some out there picks just for funsies. But I'm not expecting to, to win any of these picks, at least not enough to make any sort of difference. Hey, man, it's all I about... truly believe that Beef walks away with it. If not Beef, I don't think Poot and I split it. I think, I think it goes to Poot. Hey, man, it all, it's, all, uh, it's all in funsies. Thank you very much for listening to an episode of the P3 Podcast. We've had a lot of fun. Hopefully you have too. Thank you for, uh, to uh, Mr. Tiger. Bomb Tom for coming on in and uh, hanging out with us for a little bit. We appreciate that as well. Always good to see his face or hear his face or hear his ears or whatever you do. And uh, make, make sure uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, why don't you go ahead and uh, subscribe to the P3 podcast page. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody to listen to. Hide your mom, the... hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> make sure to listen to a wrestling podcast. The P3 podcast. I'm done saying Pennsylvania's premier podcast because you it's, it's wrestling. Uh, I'm uh, so listen to a wrestling podcast from Pennsylvania. Uh, also, you can check us out if you don't watch on YouTube. You can listen to us anywhere you find your glorious podcasts on uh, Google Play, Spotify. You can find us over on Anchor. Any of those places. Make sure you the uh, biggest like one, us. Apple Podcasts. Oh, that, yeah, the uh, sure the um can't find us uh, there. Uh, actually, no, we're not on Apple Podcasts, actually. I know we're not. That's why I said you can't find us there. Yeah, I know. You got to you you gotta have, listen, we got to have the numbers. We got to up those numbers. Those are rookie numbers. We got to up those to get on uh, Apple Podcasts and all that. Hey, do, then, some, uh, do some subscribing and some liking. Let's get on to Apple Podcasts so maybe we can reach, you know, more than 12 people. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be super duper. And uh, listens to Spotify? And uh, <laughs> a lot of people. And uh, people who are on Droid because it does. And the uh, uh, make sure you uh, go on over to our Facebook page. That's Facebook.com slash the Pittsburgh or Facebook.com slash Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. And give us a like while you're over there. Comment. Tell us we're stupid. Tell us you like us. Tell us dot 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 to show indifference and give us or give us a thumbs up like an orange cassidy thumbs up like a little tiny nubby one uh not like tiger mom <laughs> tom hats with his tripod oh, but more like uh more is. like beef does you know a little, little nubby little nubby boy you know what i mean oh. it's kawaii right anyway thank you guys for listening uh for mr beef the legend for your future reigning defending 
undisputed Choose champion, Mr. Alec Ransom, and myself, the longest reigning and the most reigning Choose champion, Poot the Bard, have, and Mr. Tiger Bomb Tom as well, have a wonderful evening, night, day, whenever you're deciding to listen to this podcast. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck you, Chuck. Fuck off.